Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines. <laughs> Pre-owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now... Here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome back to Start Your Engines from the historic studios of WSPG on Garner Road in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and on the Listen In app and uh, all the other ways you can get us. And we are starting our fifth year. Can you believe that? 152nd show we pull this off pretty good huh yes it is and uh we got our usual cast here i'll start out by saying that ronnie can't be with us this morning he's a little under the weather but i'm sure he's listening and we'll get him back here as soon as we can and uh good morning greg well good morning barry what you been doing the last 12 weeks uh usually hunting you down to go eat lunch (laughs) because we didn't have anything else but we always do that on Saturday, so we just try to keep it up. Yeah, yep. we uh, we did meet quite a bit, uh, probably every week at least one well, time. So, uh, well, kind of. I have seen you since Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, we we've seen each other several times, and you know we went down to uh, R.J. Rockers and supported Jeremy Clements and all that kind of stuff, which we will get into later. Yep, we uh, did our part for that last Wednesday. How you doing there, Alan? Doing good. Bruce. Now, I haven't seen you since Thanksgiving. You're looking well. Oh, well, thank you. You How, are too. Well, yeah. I'm, uh, hanging in there anyway. I'm um, a little bit older. What happened on the 24 hours? Do what? Let's get that out of the way. What happened on the 24 hours? Well, Greg, let me do that, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> let me run the show. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. I, I'm, I was, I'm oh. still getting the pleasantries out of the way. Um, I've done that deliberately. I know you did. We're going to cover everything. In fact, that's why we're doing a three-hour show this morning because uh, when we've got guests and we've got a a whole lot of stuff to catch up on, like the end of 2021 and what we've already had so far this year, uh, I just didn't really see how I could cram it all in in the two hours. So we're doing a three-hour show, and we'll go to 1 o'clock. But... um, I had something I was going to say to you, Alan. I don't remember what it was when Greg interrupted me. Do you know what I was going to say? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, let me ask you this now. The local tracks haven't started up yet, have they? Uh, local tracks pretty much starting up today. Uh, got a little bit of racing going on. Got a little bit of practice sessions going on at our local tracks. But, okay. Uh, biggest thing out here, out here is, uh, everybody knows it, is shortage of parts. Shortage of parts and shortage of tires. Still going on, huh? Still going on, and it's getting worse. Well, people's waiting on parts to build cars, and people's waiting on this, and uh, it's it's getting difficult. Well, I, I hate to hear that. Is that a, a is it a matter of shipping the parts, like with the truckers, and the shortage of them, or is it just the shortage of the parts themselves? 
That's a good question. I mean, I wish I knew because I'd, I'd love to fix it right face. <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg, did you get us a guest? Well, uh, yeah, well, I didn't have to really much get him, but, it, but he uh, always done it. We checked in with him last week. We're going to talk to CEO NASCAR Mike Helton at 11. Mike's been good enough to join us for the first and last shows every year. So. And like I say, he's right there on top of everything with the coat and tie and pulling strings. And so we can find out from him. We'll give him our opinion and get his opinion and ask some questions. And Mike will shoot us straight up. That's what's so cool about it. And we've also got um, another guest that, uh, at noon. Who we got there, Alan? Uh, my brother, Mike Hill. Hey, well. You know, Action Motorsports, they had a pretty good year at the end of last year. I'm telling you what, and I, we'll, we'll get into it in depth a little bit later, but that was a, that, you know, when we had, the last day we had a show, they were already underway at Road Atlanta for a 12-hour race, and I'll tell you what, that last lap's the best lap I saw all season. It's a funny thing that they go all the way for as many hours as they race, and it comes down to the last lap, last just about the last turn it was the last turn because he was he went wide and uh durani got under him uh or nasser whichever one it was driving and and well and and they were racing for second because the race the winner was already decided they was they was racing for the championship but yeah the championship and and, uh i think his Durani said that he knew he wasn't gonna be able to make the turn so i just kind of hung out there and let him go straight on through but uh when he come back on the racetrack he was actually in front yeah but uh, had all the trash and stuff on his tires, and uh, just so happened the 31 wheeling car was able to pass him, going to the checkered flag, last 100 yards, and uh, won the championship, but uh, run second in the race. And But mostly what they was looking for was they was a good bit. They was like 94 points behind going into the last three races and made up that deficit and come back and won the championship. And... Uh, Congratulations to Action Motorsports. Well, we're pretty much covering it right now, aren't we? Well, we'll, we'll but, let him get into yeah, a little we'll bit Yeah, we'll talk more. to Mike about it. But, uh, no, it was Wayne Taylor that did that bonsai charge into the, the last uh, few turns there. And I, I, I could tell he wasn't going to make the turns. I was just hoping he didn't take out uh, Durrani because yep. uh, Cause he it, was. That'd have been a big old fight down there oh, in the man, piss. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. Me and Barry talked about that. <laughs> that's that a big old bad. fight down there in the Good but, but, but what I couldn't understand was uh, I won't ask my brother this if uh, just say the Taylor 10 car actually beat the 5 car back to the start finish line, would they penalize him for going off the racetrack and taking a shortcut? I don't know because they penalize you for so much stuff, you know, blocking and, and all this that, yeah. you know, all this stuff. Uh, they could have probably found something in there someplace, but it came down to the wheeling engineering car had to beat the other car, had to beat the Wayne Taylor car, whether it was for battling for ninth or battling for first. As it turned yeah. out, they were battling for second. Yeah. But they didn't they go into that race like something like twelve points behind or something and made up about half of it well, in they qualifying. Qualified. They qualified it, and it come down to whoever's going to finish yep. in front of the other. Yep. And it was just one position, and uh, it come down to that. Well, you know, when we talked to Mike Helton last, and this is where I'm going to start off with him. Uh, because? He was down there. Remember, yep. he was in their pit. and yep. and, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, So he, he saw some, uh, he probably had a few beers that night well, or we, champagne or something. And talking about championships, we had all our local tracks wind up their season in which we'd done gone off the air yeah and some of those were decided in the tech shed 
<laughs> well, I want to hear about that. We'll be talking about that at 20 after. And uh, I tell you what, uh, we've already had a little bit of racing this year. We had a truck race last night, which uh, they as always, wadded a bunch of them up there towards the finish. And then there was the race out at the Coliseum. And uh, that was the Bush Clash, which, you know, it's uh, it reminded me of, you know, when I first started watching it on Friday, I guess, it was a practice session, and I said, man, this, this is just too slow and too this and too that. And I, I just, but, you know, the more I watched it, when it was over with, uh, and Logano uh, won the thing. I decided that I was entertained, and I guess that's all they were setting out to do. Yeah, exactly right, Perry. It, and I know that we talked about it, but what got me when it go to the in-car camera, the roof cam, really and truly it looked so much like a Martinsville, even though it was only a 440, a quarter mile. But, I mean, it, the in-car camera stuff, First few laps I saw of it, I mean, it was like, <laughs> and by the time race was over, I enjoyed it. Well, you know, they had a lot of heat races, and uh, they had a little bit of beating and banging there. Well, what was sort of funny, and I'll have to look up and see who, who was what, but like a guy two cars back would bump the car in front of him, and he would hit the guy and spin him out. And then the guy that got spun out re- would retaliate against the the guy that was in the middle that didn't do anything, and he put um, can't remember who it was now put him in the wall, and that was the first time I you got a chance to see what one of these composite bodied cars is going to look like when it wrecked, and it pretty much knocked the whole section out of it, and his day was done. Yep, and uh, I kind of like it. you had to use the driver up in front of you if you was going to get around him. I mean, you had to. You know, if you was at his door, uh, you had the right to drive it off in there with him, and uh, he had to give to you. I mean, it's not a racetrack that you make friends with. <laughs> no. no. But uh, they, uh, you know, they went to a lot of trouble and spent millions of dollars to do that. And Fox, uh, I guess they got their money's worth out of it. They did have a good crowd. And although the halftime show wasn't exactly my cup of tea, it was uh, a lot of people seemed to like it. And. You know, as the I the Hollywood know. crowd. What, Greg? You're talking about the entertainment? Yeah, the halftime show. I didn't like it either. Well, I didn't say I didn't like it. I said it wasn't my cup of tea. I, I think I went and found something else to do. But, I mean, I'm just not a hip-hopper or, or whatever that is. I don't, you know, it's just not me. I'm sorry. I don't listen to much opera either. So, it's nothing against anything other than, you know, if it's... It does cla- suit it, our taste. If it's classic rock and roll, like all our bumper music here is, I probably like it a lot. So, But anyway, so we got a good show for you today. We're going to do an extra hour, and hopefully, uh, you know, we might even take a few calls if you want to call in, 864-468-1400. And, uh, oh, get this out of the way, not getting it out of the way, but we want to thank Lanny McKinney, who won our championship last year, picking the picking the winners because nobody had enough sense to take Larson the last couple of races, and he did. But Lanny's, uh, Lanny's our, uh, our backup. He, he does the podcast. He maintains the uh, Budmore Engineering website, and is just uh, uh, a great asset to the show. And, Lanny, I just noticed that I didn't hit record, so I guess I'll be bringing the flash drive back to you after the show. And uh, I've got it put in there, but I didn't, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. But 
it's going to take me a week or two, I think, to get back into the, the swing of things here. Um, That's a new board. Well, no, but we've had it since October. I mean, oh. I can't blame it on I blame it on me not being here for 12 weeks. What? But if, it looks fairly familiar. That doesn't have anything to do with me screwing up the flash drive. Well, I, I know that, that was just thing. a matter of I hitting could, record. I, could, I couldn't do the board. Well, you could if you had to, if you, well, if you were trained on it. But um, so we've got, um, yeah, we did have a, a nice event with Jeremy Clements down at uh, RJ Rockers on Wednesday. A lot of people showed up. Jeremy was there with his uh, Daytona car. And looking at the uh, final practice speeds from down there, Jeremy is, uh, out of 47 cars, he's 16th. So that's not too awful bad. He, uh, they got him here at, uh, 184.445 miles an hour, and Ty Gibbs is first in that Gibbs number 54, that black monster energy car that wins just about every time it goes out. He was at 186.645, so Jeremy's like two miles an hour slower. But anyway, that was practice. We'll see what they do today, and the qualifying actually starts at 1030. So uh, that's going to be uh, 13 minutes from now during the show and maybe periodically. We can uh, we'll check and tell you how that's going. But uh, Ty Gibbs was fastest. Brandon Jones was second. Drew Dollar was third. You see, we've got some names here from the truck series that, uh, that we didn't have in Xfinity last year. Uh, Ryan Truex was fourth fastest. Noah Craxon fifth, who is also qualified for the Daytona 500. Justin Allgaier sixth. Josh Berry seventh. Daniel Hemrick eighth. Sam Mayer ninth. He was over from ARCA. And tenth is AJ Allmendinger. So uh, this is on the oval. This one, this is not on the road course, as uh, Jeremy, Jeremy and I discussed Wednesday. Uh, they run the road course for the Xfinity cars in July, but this will be on the big track. So uh, um, we um, got the main race today at five o'clock. So we'll do all the television, and there's not a whole heck of a lot of it. And even take a look at the, the standings and. Uh, What's coming up? You got something there, Alan? You're pouring well, over some notes there like you wanted to. Well, I, I you know, I sit and watch the 150 qualifying races and uh, Brad K. Brad Keselowski moved on to Roush Fenway yeah. and stuff like that. Had a good showing, but just hate to hear that his daddy passed away. Oh, yeah, Ron, uh, Ron Keselowski. Yep. Yep, they used to call him Ron K. I remember mm-hmm. when he raced, but nobody was would say keselowski they just I mean, he even had ron k painted on his car k-a-y-e and i don't think bud moore could say that last name because i i didn't joke with him at breakfast table i said brad who in here kawasaki or something like that yeah yeah that that is about you know you win a race and and rouse had a good Good day. The whole thing with one twins. He had a real good day. Yes, uh, he did. Super good day. Cars run good, and, and the Wood Brothers car run like a. All the Fords is running good down there. That was that was pretty neat. But, but uh, we'll talk about that later. But losing the you know losing a family member like that, you know that that, that that's bad. Well, we've lost a few people. Uh, yep. We lost a Bobby Unser, Al Unser. We'd already lost Bobby, so we lost Al over the holidays. Oh, that's right. And uh, we were counting them up, wasn't we, Perry? So, uh, Bunch and, of them. and there was another unser. Uh, was it Robbie? One of the sons passed away during the summer, so mm-hmm. they've lost three big, famous members of their family. And uh, Al was Al was a great driver. He drove some for Cotton Owens. In fact, I think he finished third at Daytona when you're driving for Cotton, third or fourth. But uh, I tell you what, 
Let's take our first break, come back, and we'll just find out what Alan says is going on on the short tracks around the area here. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership, family-owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife, Rita, are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie handpicks every vehicle and posts the best prices up front at ImpexPreOwned.com. Find the car, truck, or SUV of your dreams at a price you can afford at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. Steven Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, plant day. Seventy years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, plant day. Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a plant day? Call it. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555, and in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. and welcome back to the second segment of Start Your Engines. And, Alan, what's happening around the 
County and the uh, surrounding area. Okay, I'm going back up to last year, and I'm going to congratulate last year's track champions and give you out your names of them and the divisions that they was in. That's a good idea. And we're going to start off with Cherokee Speedway. Uh, 604 Crate Lake Models. Gray Parton won that championship. And the Super Sportsman Division, Josh Mulwee. And the Street Stock Slash Crate Sportsman, Steve Green. And the Stock 4 Division, Kaylee Worley. Extreme 4, Clayton Sieg. And the Young Guns V8, Bryson Freeze. And the Thunder Bomber Division, Daniel Massey. Okay, let's move up the road to Harris Speedway. Their track champions in the 602 Crate Lake model is uh, Dustin Taylor. In the Renegade Division, Josh Burgess. In the Crate Sportsman Division, Jesse Wall. Thunder Bomber Division, Justin Barber. Pure Stock Division, Josh Ayers. Front Wheel Drive, Bradley Williams. In the Futures, Josh Mathis and Young Guns, Caden Law. A lot of people don't realize how much uh, these people put into getting to the racetrack every week to run for a track championship. And I'd like to congratulate each and every one of them. We're going to move over to Travers Rest Speedway now in the Rookie Division. Heard his name call out a lot last year, J.J. Coggins. Extreme Four Division, Dean Riddle. Thunder Bomber Futures, Stetson Todd. In the Pure Stock Division, Kevin Nations. And the Thunder, Bomber Fu- Thunder Bombers, Timmy Smith. In the Renegade Division, Scotty Cannon. And the Crate Sportsman Division, Timmy Smith again. So he won two championships last year at Travers Red Speedway. Uh, starting off now, let's get over into the 2022 season. Somebody wants to hear race cars a little bit today. All you got to do is go up here to Harris Speedway. They're going to have open practice today. Gates are going to open up at 2 p.m. Practice is going to start around 4 o'clock this afternoon. And uh, if you want to see some racing... <coughs> Just a little bit further away, uh, Livonia Speedway. That's down in Georgia. Yep. Right across the line. They qualified last night. Uh, we'll race today. And uh, our good friend Mr. Wilson's headed that way. Well, he's got to go somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's been, uh, he's, been, he's been sitting on pins and needles all winter long, not having nothing to do. And uh, come by my house and uh, look back in the back. He had his chair back there. He said, I'm going to Labonia Speedway, sir. Do you want to go? I said, uh, I got I got something I got to do, sir. Do you? I wonder what it was, Perry. Well, I don't know, but you could have gone after 1 o'clock. <laughs> no, I can't go after 1 o'clock. We had to leave this morning. Perry, uh, Mr. Wilson wants a front row seat down there. Oh, I got you. Uh, so, uh, also racing going on, we got Carolina Speedway. They got this big race up there this today. They call it Battle of the Border. They qualified last night for it. Uh, give you a little bit of divisions that's going to be racing up there. They got the Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models up there, paying them $2,000. They got the Super Sportsman Division, paying 1200 They got the Thunder Bomber Division, 1200 Pure Stocks, $500 to win. Hornets, $500 to win. And then at the end of the day, they got a Enduro Race, 60 laps, $1,000. Wow. Stands is $20 to get in. Uh, stands will open up at 2 p.m. today. Pits are $35 to get in. Uh, pits will open up at 12 today. Drivers meeting at 4 p.m. So uh, got plenty of time going up to Carolina Speedway and uh, watch some good racing going on. Sounds awesome. like a good day. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, 
Also, a lot of fun. Also coming up uh, next weekend at Cherokee Speedway, they're going to start on uh, probably be Thursday night, February the 24th. They got the big modified practice session over there. Also on February the 25th, qualifying over there. And February 25th is a special day to me. Uh, let's see, birthday. Birthday of my daughter. Birthday of your daughter. And yep. sometime uh, a participant on this show, yes, Jada Tesnier. Yes, it is. Well, happy birthday. Well, we'll, we'll save that for a right. week. Okay, and then, uh, well, we were, it'll be uh, February 26th before we come back on. So well, happy chilling. birthday, Jada. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go ahead and, so, we got plenty of time. We'll go ahead and do it now. Come on in sometime. We need to. We need you uh, to come in here and take my get us, place. Get, well, take, <laughs> find out your uh, uh, take on everything. So on uh, February the 26th, they got the big race, which will be next Saturday, and uh, which is leading up to the big race in March Madness. Always March Madness. Always first weekend of March, which will be the 5th and the 6th this year. Uh, they'll have the big super late models over there and uh, a lot of good racing going on. And... Uh, Talking about super late models, uh, all you super late mall boys is pretty much down in Florida. Been down there for about the last two weeks, and uh, been that, down that Volusia, uh, Volusia this week. Uh, last week was called East Bay, and uh, a couple of days before that was uh, Brunswick, Georgia. Uh, three or four of the biggest names that I've been hearing has been same winner from last year, Brandon Overton. Mm. He's uh, been on a hot streak and. Seems like he's going to carry it on over the end of this year. Also, uh, when you go to East Bay, you always think of Brandon Shepard. He's in a rocket chassis down there and uh, won about three or four races down there at East Bay. So uh, congratulations to him. Also, another n- common name is Jimmy Owens. And uh, last, uh, from what I hear last night at Volusia Speed Weeks, it's mostly uh, Tyler Erb last night. It was called the Tyler Herb Show. So, uh, I mean, not Tyler, but Dennis Herb. Oh. I'm sorry. And uh, got Tyler on my mind because uh, somebody showed me a picture of his shop. And uh, did I send that shop to you? I think I did. All the big super late balls cars in there are on the lifts and stuff like that. Yeah, I can't remember if you did or and not. And this, uh, this shop is something else. I'm going to tell you. I thought uh, I thought our... our, our uh, NASCAR shops or something, but uh, our dirt track cars get to be pretty, pretty famous as far as uh, shops too. Yeah, and uh, I remember when Bud Morris had a dirt floor over on the corner of a Pine Street and St. John, uh, next boys, to the beauty parlor. Most of these boys with these uh, super late mall cars, they got lifts outside. That just as it comes off that truck, they push it up on that lift. Take the, they got Zeus fasteners that fasten the sides onto it. They pop the sides off, pressure washer that thing, and before it even goes into the shop. And uh, once it goes in the shop, it's just a, uh, it's just immaculate. I mean, drag all that mud well, in the shop. We had a big old oil pit, and Pop Ergo be down there, and Pop would lift the motor up, whatever he needed to do. But remember, it had, had two oil pits. The well, garage is what it was. Well, they were uh, they were concrete, weren't they? The oil pits seems yeah. like that was only concrete. Oh, yeah. in they, there. they had steps and stuff. And, yeah. Uh, but, Talking uh, about local and stuff like that, Perry, I'm wiring a house up off of Highway 11 and 14 right now, and uh, guess whose shop I had to go by, the privilege of going by and seeing? 
David Pearson. No, Wally Fowler. Wally, my buddy Wally. Your buddy Wally. Did I, he? Uh, what's he hey, got going caught, on right now? I got. I caught him standing outside his shop. Uh, you know, us dirt racers, we don't. We just don't walk in somebody else's shop unless you invited in. Oh, absolutely. And so uh, he was standing outside talking to another fella. I turned back around, went back, and uh, standing there talking to him. And uh, about that time, the other guy left, and he looked at me, and he said, uh, "Come on in the shop. I want to show you something." And uh, he's building him a street stop car, and uh, she looks pretty good. Well, that's all I can pretty much say. And uh, I told him, I said, Perry want me to have you back on the show, and he just told me, he said, all you got to do is call. Well, he, if he's not out planting or picking yep. or racing. And uh, like I say, he uh, he's building him a pretty little street stop car right now. So now he's already... Now, I don't know this because, I, you know, one time I went up there to Harris with uh, with uh, Lance Smith. He was running two different categories or two different classes then. So this would be a third, or is this a new uh, a new, no, a he, new car of a, something he already races? This is, uh, no, this is not a new car. What he's always, this, is, this, this is the deal with the 602 crate model, or you can have a, a built motor with a two-barrel carburetor. Okay. And me and him... Uh, pretty much what i was talking about moving my car over to next year and uh it just uh some things just don't work out like you want them to but uh that's just the way it is is that it that's pretty much what we got going on for local but uh like i say next week i'll probably be able to give you the results from uh carolina speedway up there and uh that's in gastonia gastonia and uh mike can give you the results from livonia speedway and uh might tell you who's fast up there at Harris Speedway this afternoon. All right. Well, we still got a few minutes here. I want to. I want to ask you about. Uh, you were talking about immaculate shops. I mean, the one you just showed me of the car you're building in your own shop. That looks like a pretty clean, pretty clean place to me. I mean, I didn't see anybody eating off the floor, but I think you could. Well, that's. Uh, I kind of like keeping a good clean shop. But well, you uh, have to. Yep, and uh, had a man walk in there, but three weeks ago and he looked at me and he said i thought this was a shop i said it is <laughs> <laughs> it's just a clean shop and uh yeah more like a museum I, i've seen pictures of the shop in uh alley's shop arrival in any nascar team on a smaller basis or whatever i don't know how big it is but it sure looks good it looks real good now alan i, I know you've already told me this once and uh you know we take a lot of pride in having you on the show and love your family's racing history and everything and um i was hoping you'd get back out there this year but t- tell me again for the benefit of our listeners why you probably won't well uh i started off uh stripped our car down last year didn't really race last year kind of stripped it down uh gonna make a few changes on it and uh started putting it back together then all of a sudden i seen the schedule and the rules come out again this year and for Super Sportsman, they only had, which I was more or less thinking about the street stock division, about like Wally Fowler. I mean, don't get me wrong. We can see the writing on the wall that these tracks are trying to get rid of our renegade and limited sportsman division for some reason. And uh, it's like I told them. They said, well, car count. It only takes two cars to put on a real good race. Yeah. If you if you got two cars out there like Tesnier and Wally or... Tesnier and Mitchell Duval are the three of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I know that it takes a full field of cars to make, you know. Looks better. It looks better, but 
your, your eyes is focusing on two cars that's running for that checkered flag. I mean, don't get me wrong. You come to Daytona, they ain't going to show you who's back there running 20th, 25th, but I know they got to be out there, but that's just the way it is. And started putting my car back together and then seen the schedule come out. And they only had five super sportsmen uh, races on the schedule for us. For, for a whole year. For the whole year. I, I just, I, I'm not, either I'm going to be committed, I want to race every week. Right. I can't see uh, being off for three full weeks, and it, I just can't get into that. Well, that was, was that like just five dates at Cherokee or five, all five, the tracks all together? Five dates. At, well, that's just it. Uh, Carolina runs us, but Carolina runs us on Friday night, and. Uh, don't get me wrong, Danny being shop foreman over there at the Chevrolet place over here at Asheville Highway, a lot of times he can't really get off and be, we'd be, we be able to go to Carolina Speedway. I mean, that's, uh, if he's got cars in there that they're working on and stuff like that, people want the car for the weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, I can understand it, you know. But, I mean, that's just, uh, I don't know. But Street Stop Division, then they said that the five races that they, they could run, that super sports could run, and they're not going to run the street stock division. That's going to let the street stock boys come run with us. So uh, that's uh, the street stocks. They can have jack and bolts on the front. They can have all, you know, three-piece spindles and stuff like that, whereas we got to stay with the stock stuff. And it just, it's not, I don't, it just puts a bad taste in my mouth. I, know. I mean, that's. Uh, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like, and I Kind of Only like five races, and you got a facility with cars and all this stuff. I'd have to take a long look at that myself. Well, I mean, I just couldn't see putting it back together. And, I mean, and, and then I sit if there. If it was and fifteen races or something, then maybe that's something to think about. And I sit here and debated on the the street stock division. And sit here, start counting it up, and I was going to have to spend about I was going to have to spend about ten thousand dollars to make me a motor that would probably be competitive by two-barrel carburetors, the headers, the camshaft, the heads, and stuff like that. And the more I carried it up, the more I just seen. I just, uh, it's just not, it's not, not in the picture, even though, don't get me wrong, it's like I told you before, had a man come up there at the end of the last year, he started counting out money to me. Let's start getting ready for next year. Let's start getting ready for next year. And I done start buying nose pieces, start putting interior in my race car and stuff. And uh, then I seen the schedule come out, and I told him, just come back by the shop. He come by the shop, and I started counting his money back out to him. And he said, what are we doing? I said, I don't, I don't feel right taking your money and not, not going to race. Well, he, uh, has his name been mentioned on the show yes, already? Yes, his name's been mentioned. He's going to Livonia show. today. He's going to Livonia <laughs> today. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Wilson. Uh, I want him to run as bad as you do. And uh, he he just kind of he just pretty much uh, wanted to start crying in a way, but mm. he looked at me. He said, "Boy, I sure do miss seeing that twenty-five T after on that racetrack." I uh-uh. said, "There's been about four or five people stopped by the house and told me the same thing." And uh, I miss hearing about it. Yeah, talking and, about it. And, you uh, send you sending me a picture in Victory Lane on Sunday morning when I'm eating breakfast. Yes, and that's uh, that's. Uh, I mean, I'm. I'd say it, but. You go out there and look at my truck and see what I'm fixing to start. Wally looked at me the other day. He said, what do you plan on doing? I said, uh, he wouldn't believe it. Look in the back of my truck right there. And he looked in there and he started laughing because I built me six tubes that bolts to the side of my truck. 
He said, what's them chips? He says, them chips, what I think they're for? I said, yeah. What are they for? Carp fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going carp fishing. Well, gone fishing. All gone right. Fishing. Well, let's uh, appreciate all that, Alan. We'll maybe touch back on this later. we got yep. a long show, but let's take our next break right now and come back and talk to Deb Williams, who is at the Daytona International Speedway. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive-thru. Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive-thru special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive-thru is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this, and you want it to sound like this, there's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. Then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the Hub City transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. It's a beautiful day for the beach, or an afternoon hike, or perfecting your three-pointer at the park. Where you're spending your day may be up for debate, but stopping for an icy treat at McDonald's is not. Now try new Frozen Coke and Frozen Fanta Wild Cherry or Blue Raspberry. Get any size for just $1.69. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Prices of participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Coca-Cola and Fanta are registered trademarks of the Coca-Cola Company. Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to death. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Are you with us, Deb? I'm with you. Well, it's good to hear your voice. I haven't heard you since before Thanksgiving, although we've texted a few pleasantries to each other. Uh, I trust you had a great, safe holiday. It has. It was very nice, and I hope you as well. It's been quite uh, busy, in fact, probably the busiest off-season that we've had in several years. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about it, because there's so many directions we can go here, and uh, I'll just let you, uh, I'll hand you the ball and you run with it. Well, of course, the thing that's kept it so busy has been the next-gen car, and the teams have been working late at night. You know, Greg Biffle team uh, as a startup team it didn't get its car until friday three days later it was down here and they had to leave for daytona on monday the teams had to race the dual races a lot differently than they have in previous years because they don't have the inventory of cars that they've had is say if they would wreck one for instance austin Dillon said during media day on wednesday that you know, before he never worried about wrecking a car because he often thought that perhaps his backup car might even be better than than his primary. But this time his backup car was sitting at the shop in Welcome, North Carolina. So they've had, uh, like Penske only had, I think, two backup cars for all of its teams, whereas before... Each team would have two backup cars. So everybody's had to be very careful and calculating as to what they do because no one wanted to damage their cars in the qualifying races. And Joy Logano had to go to a backup. Yep. But the Wood Brothers were able to fix theirs now. Harrison Burton didn't get to get on track for practice yesterday because they were still working on it. I don't know if you can hear the cars in the background. Yes. but. We currently have the uh, final cut practice in session. Oh, okay. I thought the Xfinity qualified at 1030. Well, the Xfinity cars haven't qualified yet. Oh, okay. Um, I guess my schedule. Yeah, they'll be qualifying after we get through cut practice and before the ARCA race. The ARCA race starts at 1, and the Xfinity race, I believe, is at 5. Right, it is. Well, um, what were your, your impressions of... Uh, Let's back up just a little bit about the, um, the the clash out at the Coliseum. We talked about it a little bit, and uh, as I told the fellas here, it sort of had to grow on me, and by the time it was over with, I decided that I was I was sufficiently entertained. Well, I maybe probably looked at it with a different eye than a lot of people, and my column on RacingToday.com explains what it was, and that was, for the first time in probably 20 years, I saw the racing community pulling together. I saw drivers show up with more clean-shaven faces and haircuts and all than I have seen since Bill Prince Jr. was in charge. And I guess they you know, went Hollywood. 
Well, no, I, I think I didn't look at it that way because if you look at Hollywood, Hollywood's pretty scruffy nowadays. <laughs> but, I haven't been out there at uh, all. Yeah, the way I look at it is, uh, as one person said to me, probably about 2,005, 6, 7, somewhere in there, they said, you know, Bill France Jr. told us exactly how he wanted the sport to go, where he wanted to take it, and how we were going to get there. And when the drivers showed up at the awards banquet and for Daytona, they always looked like they had just come out of their photo shoots. They were clean-shaven, haircut. They knew they had to change the image of the sport to the world. And that's what I saw in that telecast. I saw a sport of competitors, teams, owners, sanctioning body pulling together to give the, to present a good image or change people's perception of the sport. And, you know, it was, uh, that, to me, that was the key thing. I think if they continue to work this way, it's like because NASCAR successfully got these people, got this sport through the pandemic, now the competitors and the team owners have got faith in the sanctioning body again in the direction it's going. And I think that has happened. You know, everybody was on their own agenda before, and now they seem to be more on the same agenda. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, I'll tell you, let's just one thing real quickly here before we, I want to ask you another question about who you picking for the 500 we'll, we'll uh we'll let you have the first pick of the year oh gee uh let's see here well considering they confiscated the wheels from team Tinsky and uh rfk racing and took them back to the r&d center that's kind of going to change the way i'm going to pick things here uh, um I'll go with Kyle Larson. Okay, I think I'll take uh, Chase Elliott. Greg? Play Logano. Okay, you want Logano? Yeah. All right, right, Logano Allen. I'll take the 21 car. That's Harrison Burton looking for a rookie to win the 500. Yes, I am. That's uh, good. Lanny, if you'll text, and Ronnie both text in your picks, and Jada, well, you pick for Jada. Uh, She'll take. 11 cars. Okay, so uh, we get those other picks. Well, what was the deal with the wheels for Penske, uh, Deb? Because uh, I heard about that, uh, I guess, late yesterday during the truck race. Well, uh, I actually had a source tell me this morning, and I haven't written it yet, that uh, there's four studs on the axle hub. And there are four corresponding holes in the wheel that must be aligned with the studs before the center nut is tightened. And they were drilling out the wheel holes larger to make the wheel go on faster. Ah, okay. And that's, I can... not a, that's not official from NASCAR. That's, that's from a source who asked not to be identified. Okay, well, um, I actually can picture what you're talking about in my mind. Well, what's your impression of, the, of the, this car uh, as... As you watch them in the qualifying and in, in the uh, in the race, and obviously they're uh, they look uh, they don't look pretty slow to me. I mean, it's kind of hard for me to tell the difference between 178 and 190. But uh, um, they are running a little slower, but they're running up you know about what eight to ten miles an hour faster in the draft. 
Well, we had a press conference yesterday with all the heads of the motorsports divisions at Toyota, Chevrolet, and Ford. And, you know, it's like they said, every time this car is on the track, it's a learning process. And I think that's one thing people have to understand. And they actually compared this to our passenger cars in that, you know, when they produce a passenger car, they learn something that the next time they come out with it, the next year model, they're going to change it. (laughs) So that's what's going on with this race car. Every time it's on the racetrack, is it a learning experience? And they're going to learn more and more. And as they learn more and more, the speeds will continue to escalate. But, you know, unfortunately, we live in a society, an instant gratification society, and I don't think people understand it doesn't matter if it's a fighter jet, and I say that because some of the Thunderbirds are just walking by me, and I see them, but wow. it doesn't matter if it's a, a fighter jet or a car or any type of equipment. Your first generation that comes out, you're going to learn what you're going to improve on, and then the next one's going to be better and faster. And, you know, it's just like I have a 1998 Corvette. The electrical system in it is horrible. But GM fixed that when it came out with its next-gen Corvette. Every problem that it had with my-gen Corvette got fixed in the next-gen Corvette. So that's the situation that you're in right now is, you know, it's under a continuous development phase. But at least you can tell which is a Ford Mustang, which is a Chevrolet Camaro, and which is a Toyota. Yes, you can. Now, all right, were a lot of people, uh, I guess, pleased or or felt good for uh, Jack Roush. It's been so long since he, to me, has had a whole lot of success, and he just had a real good Thursday. It was. You know, that's a, one of those feel-good stories. And, of course, with Brad taking the first qualifying race and then Chris Buescher winning the second, that was It's a great story. It's like people ask me, who do you, who are you, who do you pull for? And my response is always, Whoever's going to make the best story that day. So, uh, you know, but it was awesome. There's so many good stories here. You know, you've got Greg Biffle coming back. You've got Jacques Villeneuve making the race. And it was so cool to see how excited Jacques Villeneuve was after qualifying on Wednesday night at making the Daytona 500 field. Here you've got a Formula One champion, an Indy 500 winner, and he said making the Daytona 500 field, even though it's not a win, it ranked right up there with those other two. And he's 50. Well, then when Greg Biffle made the race, Greg Biffle at 52 is the oldest driver in the field, and this will be the first cup race that he's driven in since 2016. Right. And Biffle actually won his truck championship the year that Harrison Burton, who is the youngest driver in the field, at 21 was born. <laughs> That's great. That's a great story right there. Well, I tell you, um, I'm real excited to see the season get started. And uh, the truck race last night was uh, about like uh, you'd expect one to be. They had to have a red flag there to last to, to get them finished. But uh, that was an entertaining race as well. It was. And, you know, I thought what was so cool was Richard Petty's grandson, Thad Moffat, making his truck debut. Yep. Yep. last night during that race and it was funny because Thad said the other day 
that his grandfather did not want him to drive in the truck series, but when Retro uh, partnered up with GMS Racing, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry, the, the opportunity presented itself, and Thad said that he's always wanted to drive a truck, so well, I cool. was glad to see him do well. well. The cool thing about it was it was painted up like Richard's, uh, looked like his his uh, Pontiac Grand Prix to me with STP colors and and STP logos and everything on it. It was a it, and the forty three. I mean, it was a it was a throwback truck. Well, actually, the paint scheme that the truck carried last night, as well as Thad's driver's uniform, was identical to that worn by Richard. Well, the paint scheme was identical to the one Richard used in nineteen ninety two. And that was what it was to celebrate, was to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Richard's um, fair, uh, fan appreciation tour yeah. that he had in 1992. So that was the reason for the paint scheme, was to honor the fan appreciation, the one that Richard carried in 1992. Yeah, well, he did pretty well. And uh, But uh, i, I got to tell you, this is, uh, this is great having having you on the show as always but with the sound of the race cars going by in the background i don't think we've quite had this since uh nelson used to do the show from the garage area so uh, well, that's one thing about it if you're going to a race be sure and wear earplugs because these cars are extremely loud yeah they got the pipes coming out both sides yeah but but uh you know, these cars are, these remind me of when we had the big engines back in the 60s with the 427s. Yeah. Well. Oh, them did sound good, didn't they? Deb, we, got, but, we got about a minute. You got anything you want to wrap up just uh, to add to uh, before we have to let you go? Uh, just the fans that are here. It's so wonderful. You know, the attendance at the truck race, race last night was the biggest that we've seen in a long time. and. I'm out here in the fan zone, and, you know, there's kids with a little car, race cars, and and uh, a car here honoring Bob Keselowski. It's one of his race cars. So it's just like everybody's having a good time. I mean, when we, I went out through the infield last night, parties everywhere, people. I, it's been a long time since I've seen, of course, I haven't, you know, this is the first, first time the track's been fully operational since the pandemic, yeah. since. Uh, February 2020, so uh, it's obvious that everybody's here and having a good time, and you know, if you want to read more about Greg Biffle, go to my story on racingtoday.com, because Greg talks about why he walked away in 2016 and why he's coming back now. Well, Deb, we'll do that. You are the absolute best. We love having you on the show, and we're glad you're back for 2022, and uh, stay safe down there and have a good time. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. I don't know about getting... Wednesday was long, 5 a.m. rising to make media day, and filed my last story went to bed at 1 a.m. on Wednesday. So oh, man. Well, days are long, but I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I know you wouldn't. Thank you, Deb. Take it easy. <laughs> Thank you. Y'all have a good day. All right. Enjoy the race. Thank you. That's Deb Williams. She's, what is she? The smartest lady I know that, in NASCAR. That's right. i tell and you what. pioneer of all the women race car. Racing uh, reporter. She's a fine lady. Unbelievable. Yeah, Unbelievable. she is good, and I love hearing the cars go by in the background. Well, we're counting down here to the top of the hour. Where uh, when we come back on the other side, we're going to have Mike Helton. The uh, let me see what his title is. I think he is the vice president 
Executive Vice President of NASCAR, I think is his exact title. I'll, I'll pin it down before we get him on the air. And um, I'm sure he'll have a few things to tell us. The Deb, I think, filled in some real good uh, some real good spots there about what's going on. And uh, she's she is the best. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, and she's there live, too. Vice Chairman. Good. He's the Vice Chairman. So we're going to come right back at the end of the break. You're listening to Start Your Engines from... Spartanburg, South Carolina. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. We are Fox Sports. And here's what you need to know. Just an hour away from opening up the scoreboard on this Saturday. Jam-packed schedule on the College Hardwood. And it gets started at noon Eastern. Three games in the top 25 at that time as number 7 Baylor will be hosting TCU. Number 12 Illinois playing at number 19 Michigan State. Number 24 UConn will welcome Xavier as well as this NBA All-Star Weekend. We'll be making our way towards All-Star Saturday night featuring the Skills Challenge, three-point shootout, and the Slam Dunk Contest. The actual NBA All-Star Game will be played Sunday in Cleveland. Friday night, it was the Rising Stars Challenge. Pistons rookie Cade Cunningham was named as the MVP. 11 new finalists for the Basketball Hall of Fame, including Michael Cooper, Tim Hardaway, Marcus Johnson, Manu Ginobili, George Carl, and Bob Huggins. That class will be announced during the Final Four in early April. I'm Ralph Irvin. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Join Anthony Greer, Alex Smith, and myself weekday afternoons for Open Mic, Spartanburg's longest-running radio show. Whether it's high school athletics, Carolina or Clemson, USC Upstate, the Braves, we've got opinions and we want to hear from you. Open Mic, 3 until 6 p.m. on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, and of course the Fox Sports 1400 app. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. 
Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a hey, Plante? Call it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And it's my great pleasure to welcome back to the show, starting it out for the fifth consecutive year, Mike Helton. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Terry. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great, and it's so good to have you on the show again, and we appreciate you this is the beginning of our fifth year. I don't know if we thought we'd make it this long, but you've started us and ended us every year, so I really appreciate it. Time goes by pretty quick, doesn't it? Boy, it sure does. Yeah, Mike, like I say, this is Greg. Uh, just can't appreciate it enough. And like I say, uh, we've had you on the show a lot of times. and, and But, yeah, you, you're 100% for start and finish in the last five years. But uh, we got a pretty – positive attitude about a lot of the stuff we saw down there. Can you kind of give us a synopsis of what like the body's doing and uh, I know they've had some trouble with the rack and pinion which we knew that would be a little bit of a problem but uh, we saw a couple of good 125 150 milers. Yeah and I, I think you know between the Coliseum race a couple of weekends ago and then every day in Daytona from Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and, you know, now yesterday's practice, and now they're out there on the track for their last practice as we speak. And I think they they make headway every every time they get out on the racetrack and every step they take along from practicing to qualifying to, to racing in the duels. <clears throat> and so I think we've made a lot of headway over the course of the, the week that we've been here in Daytona, uh, even more so than the group that was out in L.A. for the Coliseum. But, you know, all the ghosts and goblins and the things that you chase at the beginning of the year anyway certainly are magnified because of the 
a new car from the ground up. But you know, Greg, as you know, as good as anybody, the when you when you put the race teams on a project, there's not a hurdle, there's not a wall. It's 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 this, this, our garage areas are just masters at workarounds. So if you run into an issue, it doesn't take long to figure out the answer, you know, as long as we've got parts and pieces and everything for them to work with. And so I, I think we're in a good place, and I think we've seen the car on the racetrack now enough to know that it's 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 going to be a good race car. Looks great. I mean, I'm just amazed at the, the just the wheels uh, and the 18-inch tires that are on these things make it look like a showroom sports car. So, well, it, I like uh, that's the way uh, the street cars and stuff look now. And yeah. you know, you got computerization in them. And to me, it's just a good evolution for the cars to go by the way of what we drive. I mean, you know, we couldn't possibly be running rear steer cars with nine-inch forward rear ends in them and all that stuff. But the way y'all was able to put independent rear suspension under it and the rack and pinion deal and all the changes, uh, let's put it this way. Uh, a lot of people are interested in it, and like I say, they have to make on the racetrack. They're learning more and more. And, uh, the mechanics out there, they'll tweak them and tune them. And, uh, yep. when, by the time they leave speed weeks, but no, let's say before they start date on 500, they got it. And that's I think so. Yeah, Mike. Uh, no, it, 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 no, it's not as easy just being said and being done. These, you know, there've been a lot of people working for over two years to get to this point, but that's the nature of a beast for us. And 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 I, I think what we've seen so far, you know, I think we're we're very pleased and proud of what everybody's pulled together to pull off. We were just talking with Deb Williams before you came on, and she. Uh, and we were discussing, and, and, and she underscored the fact that I guess everybody was, was kind of tickled to see Jack Roush have such a good day because it's been a while since he had one, and uh, Thursday was a real good day for Roush, Fenway, Keselowski racing. It, it, it was, and it was good to see. Uh, you know, it was uh, the pitch strategy in that first duel was interesting. Um, you know, where the where the guys decided whether to take four or two that kind of spread everything back out without any cautions coming later in the day. But um, I think watching those races unfold, you kind of see the fact that tomorrow's race is going to be very strategic. Um, And then the drivers and the drivers that that hook up with each other or the drivers that that, – Car chiefs and crew chiefs, what they decide to do on pit road is going to be important. Mike, the, uh, all of all of that's going to make out to make it to be an interesting day. I think it's going to be real interesting. I, I've got to back up just a second with you. The last time okay. we talked to you in November, you were uh, talking to us from the the pit area down in uh, Road Atlanta for the IMSA race, and uh, right. and they won the championship that night, which you know Mike Hill is. Alan Hill, who's on our show, it's, it's his brother, and uh, that had to be. I mean, that, that was the <laughs> that last lap of the twenty of the twelve hour uh, race was probably the best lap I saw all year, and you that had to be an exciting place to be that night. It it, it was, and it's amazing whether it was the twelve hours there or the twenty four hours down here three or four weeks ago. Uh, after all that time, and you get down to the clock, getting ready to 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 say the race is over. 
um, how many quality vehicles are in the chase for that checkered flag in the sports car world. I mean, it's just, it's amazing to me. And, and the, uh, the, the Petit Le Mans there at uh, Road Atlanta back in November, it was, it, I mean, you were, the last 30 minutes of the race was, was just astronomically incredible. Yeah, I, uh, I swore I wouldn't watch the whole thing, but I, I think I did. I don't think I missed <laughs> hardly any of the whole 12 hours. I was pulling for that Whalen engineering team so hard, and they pulled it off. Yeah, they did. Well, I, I guess a lot of that technology um, from those IMSA cars, uh, I mean, it looks like to me it's 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 kind of bled over to the this new next-gen car. I mean, with the they look kind of the same to me as far as, some of the technology I've heard about that the technology on that next gen car is incredible with the, I mean, I got a backup camera in my car, but they, do they, those cars have that in lieu of a, a rear view mirror or I know they've got a little yeah. outside mirror. I think they've got a, they've got a, a driver's side mirror that they can look out the side of the car that way, but they've also got that camera in the back that, uh, shows the rear view mirror in on the dash. Right. That that gives them the visibility to see back there, just like our cars do. You know that we drive down the street every day now. Well, my but the uh, my camera doesn't come on unless I'm going backwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but some my of the new ones, if, your, your rear view mirror. Some of the new ones, I think you can you can turn a camera on and it's your rear view mirror, or you can use a rear view mirror traditionally. But uh, that the, the the technology, and I, you know, this is 2022, and and you know, there's a lot of us that are old school racers, and yep. and and I'm one of those. But to to you you just can't stay the same forever. Bill French Senior told me one time, even if you're on the right track, you can get run over. So <laughs> you gotta right. you gotta figure out how and 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 with our relationships with the OEMs and uh, and the the particularly on the IMSA side, the number of global manufacturers that are involved on the IMSA programs. And since we now um, run NASCAR as one organization with the racetracks and the sports car IMSA brand and uh, the NASCAR brands and the ARCA brands and everything, that, that I think we're able to blend things that benefit all the different disciplines that we we are stewards of in the motorsports world. And I do think that the IMSA program helped us understand this next-gen car, but I think this next-gen car also will help sports cars, and it will help the, the common parts and pieces that the industry, whether it's a team owner or a manufacturer that's involved in it, doesn't have to have multiple development budgets at the same time to be in motorsports, which will keep them involved in motorsports. So there's a, there's a lot of business elements to this move and, and the different things we're doing on the EMSA side that hopefully keep a, a great deal of interest from the, the people that we need to be interested in, and particularly with the, the manufacturer brands, but the tire companies, the fuel companies, and everybody else that is, is important to motorsports to be involved in and and i think that's one of the things that we're enjoying a, a level of excitement because they played a large role in developing this next gen car and then john doonan who runs imsa and, and steve o'donnell who runs our competition group and john probes that's the master behind this next gen nascar vehicle are all 
spend a lot of time with each other about what's next. And, and I think that's where we're going to see a big benefit going forward that we've not, we've not done as well as we're doing now. Um, I ask you this question every year, so I'll make it five years in a row. Or, or we ha- do we have any uh, other manufacturers uh, knocking on the door or pawing the ground well, we, to get in? We, 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 I think this car, this next-gen car in NASCAR, is going to open up some eyes to other manufacturers. I do, too. And and I think it, it it as we've seen team owners look now at coming into NASCAR because it's the 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 model is more affordable and it's still costly. Motorsports is a is a is a is a dangerous and it's an expensive venture. But uh, we we try to do all we can to minimize the danger of it. And this step takes us a long way into to helping a little bit on the expense side with uh, with the, the way the cars are being built and made and, and being consistent the um, and and I think that that uh, a manufacturer can now look and say well I don't I don't have to start over with development I can take the NASCAR next gen package and go racing but the thing that that they still that we've got to figure out is the the engines under the hood they're very very unique on the NASCAR stock car side, unlike on the IMSA side, where they kind of blend all together. You, the manufacturer picks what motor he wants to put in the car. Yeah, well, see, I'm still pulling for that Spartanburg BMW car to get on <laughs> get on the track. And 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 at Road Atlanta, they have a large presence there because they you know right. you don't have to go too far down from Spartanburg to get to, to Road Atlanta there, but. Uh, uh, I've done it many and, times, and and when you and when you look at the, the globalness of the automotive industry now, whether it's the ones we're used to in the United States, like Chevrolet and Ford, or and, uh, but you, when you do look at the BMWs of Mercedes of Volkswagens and the Audis of the world, that 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 globalness that they played on their stage, you know, we're we're wanting NASCAR and IMSA are wanting to offer up opportunities that make sense for them. Yeah, any changes coming for Xfinity, or is it going to pretty much stay like it is for a while? I think you know once we once we get the next gen up and running and have a little bit of time to look around some more, I think <clears throat> I think we've got some interesting topics to 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 go after, and I think the Xfinity uh, model is one of them. You know, it uh, now that the next gen is what it is, then that makes the Xfinity more unique uh, where in the past it was hard to to explain to someone that may not have been a NASCAR fan what the difference was between an Xfinity car and a cup car well as you know Spartanburg uh, had so many cars for so long and uh, we're just yeah. real interested here in uh, Jeremy Clements he's what we got left but uh, he made the playoffs last year underfunded and uh, boy we're really pulling for him today yeah and 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 then that support goes a long way for a, a guy like Jeremy because if, when he knows his community's behind him that that's a that's an extra step step in your gate i think yeah well mike yeah we we appreciate it but uh you know I just think everything's exciting because you know it was a time that where you know y'all got the composite bodies independent y'all went and done this stuff all at once, and it's just drawed uh extra interest from people that are like engineers and 
people that own a Porsche or something or a Lamborghini, and there's a big market out there for that. And like I say, uh, the stock cars now really, in a lot of ways, are more stock now than what they probably were back in the good old days, about 85 or something. Uh, In comparison, uh, but I thought I thought it all looked like I was doing a pretty good job. What, what what strikes me is you've had to deal with COVID, and of course that delayed the next gen car coming out, and now the next gen car is out. And I would imagine you, as a a top executive with NASCAR, can't wait for things to level out a little bit. You know, with uh, with all the things y'all have had to deal with, and and very successfully. Uh, I, I guess you'd like to see it. Uh, the waters calm a bit. I'm not too sure. I've been in this sport over 40 years, and, and every time you think that there's a breathing room around the corner, you lose that space to something. And 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 so that's just kind of in our DNA, I think. And and we've got so many talented people. Steve Phelps, our president, Steve O'Donnell, who's who's grown into the to the competition side, and O'Donnell's got a, an incredible group, including John Propes and Brandon Thompson and. Scott Miller and Elton Sawyer and Chad Little and Brett Bodine, a lot of names you recognize from the racetracks yeah. that are 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 making <clears throat> things happen from the from the racetrack perspective of it. But and then Phelps has got a, a, a great group of talented marketing people and and uh, business people that that are better schooled and better prepared today than we've ever been to make decisions. So, you know, it, it's, it feels like a tornado every day when we get up and go to work, but that's actually okay. Yeah. Well, Mike, I know you're busy, and we appreciate you uh, taking time out of your schedule with everything that's going on at Daytona now and tomorrow. And it's just – and I'm especially proud of the fact that when I couldn't get you, you called me back. <laughs> so that makes me <laughs> – I'm sorry about that. No. I got a new phone, and I didn't know how to answer the daggone thing. So I <laughs> – but I knew it was time, and I'm glad we connected, and thanks for the opportunity, and I hope you guys have a great year, and thanks to all the fans that listen to you for being NASCAR fans. Well, we have a lot of them, and we appreciate you coming on, and uh, hopefully you'll give us a few minutes in November to close us out. That's what the plan is. Thank you all. Thank you, Mike. That's, Thank you, Mike, so see much. See you, Greg. That's Mike Helton, the, uh, what did I say, vice chairman of NASCAR, yeah. I guess this is. Uh, Isn't he a nice guy? He That's called it. me back. He called me Terry, but I, I've been called that probably more than my real name. But that's okay. No, he called you Perry. No, he, he called me Terry. But that's so I don't care. The thing is, when I got his answering machine, I said, "Greg, I'm having trouble." Oh, and, and I, then the other line lit up, and it was him. You know, so that was that was nice. Yeah, was. A big shot calling in. Maybe well, I'll just make him call us once a week or something now. Yeah, you know, that's a thought. It's no, it's, like a, it's a bad thought. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're a little bit late on our next break, but uh, we don't have anything on the other side except I'm going to touch up a few things like what happened at the end of the Formula One season last year. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. <laughs> 
Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership, family-owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and are proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie and his staff are committed to providing excellent customer service and making sure your experience is simple, transparent, and fair. Visit Impex Pre-Owned today, conveniently located up I-26 on Asheville Highway. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. There's something special happening year-round in the city of Spartanburg, including a variety of seasonal events and festivals. Downtown Spartanburg offers several great options for retail shopping, as well as a great selection of restaurants and bars where you can have the fish and chips at Delaney's Irish Pub, you can try something off the new menu at RJ Rockers, or even catch a game with friends at Main Street Pub. If you're looking for something family-friendly, check out the Music Trail or the Sparkle City Mini Putt, which is always free to play. For more information on upcoming events, check out the city's Facebook page. The City of Spartanburg, always doing. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel. Located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And if you're talking about money, you're probably going to spend more of it at Formula One than anything. So let's, uh, Alan, let's wrap up how the wacky finish for the Formula One season um, at Abu Dhabi. I'll set it up for you a little bit because you've got a real good handle on this thing. And it was a, it was a twist because um, Lewis Hamilton was fixing to win his eighth, con- not consecutive, but his eighth world title and led most of the race, all except a few laps. And uh, with like six laps to go or something like that, a gentleman by the name of Nicholas Lofty, Latfi, something like that. I'm looking at Latifi. Uh, the drive for Williams crashed, 
and they had a caution flag. And uh, what happened after that? Well, the second place for stopping, he didn't stopped in there, seen it coming. He done stopped in, got soft tires on his car, and Hamilton's kind of more or less stayed out because they thought it was going to stay yellow the whole time. Yeah. And uh, going to finish under yellow, which it usually, you know. Could have. Could have. But that was the only, only shot that Verstappen had to win the championship was to come in there and, and get soft tires on. So he come in, they was come back out, and there was like five cars in between him and Hamilton. And... All of a sudden, they come up and said that they're going to drop the green flag and have one lap shootout, and they let the cars go between him and Verstappen, get past Hamilton, and speed up. And then all of a sudden, they come off that turn and they drop that green flag, and Verstappen on soft tires, he just blew right by Hamilton in the first turn. And but now, you have to go back to about mid race where Verstappen passed Hamilton, and. They told him that he was going to have to give the spot back because it was in a, I say, a caution spot or something like that. And uh, we're stopping to give the spot back. And he gave it back in a spot where he slowed down that he knew that Hamilton was going to have to slow down. And he speeded right back up and passed him right back. But he did let him get by him. Yeah. Well, they come back over the radio and told him that that did not that did not justify the giving the spot back, so they had to do it again. So the way I looked at it, whenever I done said I'm done with Formula One, I don't like this stuff of penalizing people racing. Uh, we see it a little bit, but uh, track skirts and stuff like that, sometimes it's a good call, sometimes it's a bad call. Kind of see it a few times in football games and stuff like that, but... Uh, Kind of like, I always said it's kind of like the racing guys looked back down over stopping and said, we're going to drop that green flag. You got one shot. And he took care of it whenever he uh, went, blowed right by Hamilton and just stretched it on out there. And Hamilton's team was ballistic about it. And uh, you said somebody got fired over it. Well, that. that's what I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to read a sentence from, uh, from uh, what I read last night under the heading, What Happened in Abu Dhabi? And it says here that race director Michael Massey decided that only those five cars that were between the the first two contenders were able to unlap themselves, whereas the usual procedure was to let all the lapped cars by. Now, I'm not sure. I don't even know why they let all the lapped cars by. You, does everybody get a lap back under a caution in Formula 1? That's pretty much the way it is. And uh, if they would have held off and let all the cars go by, then... The last lap would have been finished under caution, which was going to give it to Hamilton. But whenever they only let them five cars go by, that still let them have that one last green flag lap. And like I said, uh, Mercedes was ballistic about it because Lewis Hamilton, they had done, a, they done, they done pretty much started celebrating the championship. And they, uh, it didn't happen. Well, <laughs> Mr. Massey is now picking up garbage, I think, in the, in the infield because uh, he got fired the next day from being the race director. Now, I don't know if they found something else for him to do, but you were pretty disgusted with it, you say. I don't like that penalizing somebody when you're out there racing and stuff like that. And uh, you turned your TV off and said, that's it for Formula and you, One. And you turned it back. You, t- you, I think you texted me and said, you watching it? And I turned it back on and caught it. And <laughs> my brother, I think, he texted me. He said, you watching this? And I run back in the house right fast and caught the last of it. 
Well, however you feel about it, try to get over it by March 20th because that's when the Bahrain Grand Prix starts the 2022 season. Well, I just kind of, I'll probably watch it because. Because uh, <laughs> it's on. It's on. And it's, it's good. I mean, it's, it's, it's some pretty good stuff there. It's, it's, sometimes I think the racing gods kind of take back over. You know, yeah. uh, some things happen, some things, you know. 23 race season in all different countries in the world. I mean, that's and I that's think, something else. I think I've seen something. that they trying to get a street race in somewhere else in the United States? Was it Las Vegas? I think it is Las Vegas. Yeah. I'm looking here at the schedule, and uh, as I said, it starts in uh, in Bahrain on March, the 20th, uh, March 20th and goes almost every weekend almost all the way back to november 20th at abu dhabi again so uh and for those of you who would like to go it will be in austin texas on october 23rd for the united states grand prix on that track down there so lewis hamilton did not win his eighth consecutive um, not consecutive his eighth world championship he finished uh, second by eight points to verstappen uh, Valtteri Bottas was third. Sergio Perez was fourth, who won the next to the last race of the season, which we uh, we weren't able to cover. We were all, our show was already over by then. Uh, Carlos Sainz was fifth. Lando Norris sixth. Charles Leclerc seventh. Daniel Ricciardo eighth. Pierre Gasly ninth, and Fernando Alonso was tenth. And uh, our uh, American Ferraris didn't even uh, score a point. So. And- Mike Hilton touched on about NASCAR now that since we've gone to the next-gen car, that this is getting to be more technical as far as in the pits and stuff like that, which IMSA is too. IMSA, the only thing I'm seeing difference right now in the next-gen car and the IMSA Daytona prototype is sterning wheel. Well, that's why I brought that up. It looks the same. You've got all the controls in IMSA, which you've got four drivers. Sometimes you've got three to four drivers in IMSA. And they can they can each have their own settings as far as yeah. sway bars and stuff like that, which NASCAR at one time had a little deal where they could do the rear track bar up and down, but I think that's out with this next deal. Let me uh, move over here, and I'll come back to the IMSA when we get a little closer to when Mike comes on, uh, because he'll know all about that, and I'll have to refresh my memory and those of the audiences but they uh they uh they did run a truck race last night at daytona and uh zane smith was the winner there he uh uh drives the number 38 ford for love travel stops and they've got cars i think in about every series now ben rhodes was second you know i remember deb telling us last year about how ben rhodes uh got kind of overserved. At Phoenix, when he came out, he'd won the championship, and he, they had a press conference, and he came in there with a Bud Light, and uh, actually, it was probably about his fifth or sixth one, but he was pretty funny, and they replayed a lot of that last night before the truck race. And, uh, he, uh, I think he said something about he was a bad mama jamma or somebody like that, and they are they got T-shirts out now that say that. So uh, Zane Smith was first, Ben Rhodes was second the defending champion third was christian eckes and of course Rhodes and eckes are teammates in those silver fords and uh i'm sorry silver toyotas and they were uh they were drafting up front and it looked like they were uh you know gonna teammate their way to the victory but it didn't happen zane smith got by them tanner gray was uh fourth 
fifth was Parker Klingerman, who started uh, dead last, or close to it, 31st. Jesse Little was uh, sixth. Ty Majeski, who came over from ARCA, was seventh. Gary Bond, who I'm not familiar with, came from 28th to 8th. My man Carson Hosevar finished ninth. And tenth was Matt D. Benedetto. So he did find something to drive. Uh, not in the Cup Series, but he's uh, he is um, employed. You've got to keep your name in there. Yeah, you, you do. Uh, all he got to do is have a few good runs in the Truck Series. Next thing you know, he'll be moving right back up. Well, it's like my brother said one time. You might be the caboose, but just be on the train. <laughs> sometimes, as long as you're caboose, going. Sometimes that caboose will pass the rest of the train. <laughs> I was paying particular interest to Hallie Deegan. She was up there running real good, but uh, and she came from way back in 26th in the Monster Energy Ford. She finished uh, 17th and was caught up in that last crash and tried to run the last few laps without a right front fender, and it not too aerodynamic. So, uh, we have the Xfinity today, and I already told you the, uh, well, I guess they're qualifying probably right about now. We yep. might have to check on that during the commercial. The, uh, uh, as I said earlier, Jeremy had the uh, 16th fastest time, and Jeremy, of course, uh, we had a great time with him. He is so personable and well-liked when we were at R.J. Rockers on Wednesday. He signed autographs. He got his picture taken. Got his picture taken with me, and I sent it to you. And uh, it was just a real good event all the way around. We need him to. Uh, I want him to get in the playoffs, of course, but I want him to do it this year by winning a race. Yep, uh, look good for a home team here. Uh, know that they got uh, don't get me wrong, got a little bit of points money from last year. So uh, looking for more improvements. That's all you can do. Yep. Um, we did a little. Uh, Alan did a little finagling just now, and we're going to talk to Hank Guyton from the Greer uh, Dragway. Yep. At uh, everybody knows Pomona. Uh, I watched a little of that last night. Did you? Well, I mean, those guys are flying. They they are crazy. They are crazy. Uh, that is like low it. level aviation. What I like about it is, if you're not fast enough, you got to go home. Yeah. Well, and, that's the way it ought to be. Uh, that's the way it ought to be. I'd, I'd like to sit a little bit. You know, about like uh, these 150 races, Cas Grawler. Did you see Cass Grawler once he got out of his car whenever he passed J.J. Yelly yeah. on the last lap because he stayed in the draft? Right. Cass Grawler got out. He was as happy. Uh, <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong, used to used to have about 15 cars that was like that trying to trying to make the field. And that's, <laughs> excuse me, that's before they had all these charter programs come in. Well, you're gonna have to. And. You're going to have to refresh my memory. Uh, that's the number 50 car. Number 50? Uh, uh, Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather's car. Floyd that's Mayweather. what I Floyd thought. Floyd Mayweather's car. The and, Pit uh, Viper Sunglasses Chevrolet. And for people that don't realize it, to make the race, I think last place pays $200,000 or something like that. Well, you know, they said Noah Cragson, who was driving that number 62, that's always the South Point Casino car, I think... Uh, Brandon Gone. Uh, Brandon Gone used to drive that every time. Yep. They were saying last night, or maybe it was Thursday night, that uh, they only have one full-time employee. One, one right. you know, and they only run like uh, Daytona and Talladega. Right. So, uh, but they put Noah Cragson in there, and he's of course came over from the Truck Series. I'm looking at some other rookies in the 500 this year, and of course you got Harrison Burton. 
is a rookie, and he's starting way up there now. Of course, um, well, Landon Castle is a is a rookie. Todd Gilliland's a rookie. Daniel Hemrick and Kaz Grala and Noah Cragson. And Jacques Villeneuve, I guess he ought to be a rookie, but I think he did try back in about 2007 or something. Kind of like Lanny texted us. He wanted Keselowski. Keselowski's in the sixth car this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he took over for Ryan Newman, right. which is out. So, yep. uh, And I heard that Eric Amaral is calling this this last year. He is. I, that's true. Part-time. and But uh, I was wondering, don't wrong, I like what I see in these new cars because I see a little bit of bump grafting in the middle of the corners. Yeah. And uh, with a little bit wider tire and stuff like it, it seems like it's more stable. Even though you drivers are, you bump grafting me in that corner and I can't stand it. You gonna get out of it? You gonna let them pass you? And I tell you what, if you if you if you try to throw a block and you're a little bit late, it's gonna be just like it used to be. You can <laughs> yeah. take a bunch of them with you. Although you know, I was I mentioned it about the Coliseum race, the Clash, but I was I really and the jury's not out on it yet, or still out on it. But I was interested to see what these cars are going to look like when they've been in a big crash. And uh, Logano, he pretty much plowed into the outside wall there, and it it stove it in. But you know, they actually considered fixing it. They didn't, but they considered it. They considered it because this year with the next gen cars, they can actually unbolt the front clip and bolt a new front clip on it. Kind of like the WeatherTech series that you've seen them change the front end. Yeah. They come in, pull the front end off, slide yep. another front end on, which, uh, don't get me wrong, uh, sometimes these front ends might have a little bit more downforce on them and stuff, especially in the Daytona prototype cars and stuff. And uh, that's a, that's kind of a deal. If you don't need more downforce, if you do, you can change it just a little bit. Kind of like the turn knobs on the Indy car. Yeah, yeah. You've seen them turn yep. more turn more knob, turn two cranks in. Yeah. Everybody kind of looks at it like, what's them boys doing turning up on the front end? Turning that little bit of spoiler puts a little bit more downforce on the front end. Some drivers like it, some drivers don't. And uh, that's, um, it, it's amazing what a little a little adjustment can do. Yes, because uh, you see the Formula One cars going down straight away as the Formula One cars. If you look back there at the back spoiler, you'll see the... Co- you see the condensation yeah. where it packs the contrails. air. Yeah, the it's contrails. Like, a jet. like the jets. Yep. All right, let's take a break. We're going to come back and talk to Hank Guyton from out at the Greer Dragway. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Low prices, big selection, quality customer service. That's Nissan of Greer. Get big savings on over 300 new Nissans. Shop our large selection of used vehicles, including Nissan certified pre-owned. Plus, we're the place for commercial fleets, for expert service. And if you need credit, come and get it. Ask about military, college grad, and mobility assist savings, too. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. 
Com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. You can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster and Janie Montgomery Scott Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-ifs to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren, and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take the first step. Let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Said no one ever. I love waking up to cold cereal. Nothing satisfies like dry granola. No. Here we say good morning with sizzling sausage, biscuits baked to perfection, the enticing aroma wafting from your freshly prepared breakfast. So make your morning easy and mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, or hash browns. Any two for just $2. It's McDonald's Easy on the Go Breakfast. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal, single item at regular price. Valid when product served. Start me up, AJ. We've got on the phone with us here from the Greer Drag Strip, Hank Guyton. How you doing, buddy? Doing great, Perry. How y'all doing today? We're doing real good, and we got a long three-hour show today. And uh, great. I looked at uh, Alan. Alan looked at me, and we said, "Let's get Hank Guyton on for a little bit and find out what's going on." So, uh, hope you had a great holidays. So we've been gone for twelve weeks, but we're back, and we want you to be a part of the show as often as you want to be. Oh, I appreciate that. It's good to be on the show. Well, so what's going on at, at the dragway this year? Uh, what you got coming up, and when do you start, and all that stuff? Uh, next Saturday should be uh, the twenty. What is it? The twenty eighth or whatever it is. Twenty sixth. Twenty sixth. Test and tune. Test and tune. Gates open at twelve, and we'll run till about four o'clock, and uh, for, we'll do that for the first two weeks. 
first two Saturdays, uh, and hopefully the weather get good, and then we'll go racing. I know the first points race is March the 19th, so he'll probably have a regular race March the 12th. And then, uh, but then on Thursday nights we start the first Thursday night in March. So yeah, we fixing to gear up to go. I mean, we only, you know, actually a week away. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, <laughs> time flashes so goes by so <laughs> fast. You know, Hank, I woke up the other morning and I was seventy years old, and I didn't used to be that old. Perry, I agree with you. I woke up the other morning, I was 65, and I'm like, how did I get to be 65? I don't. I was only, I was 40, you know, last week. So, and, yeah. And you know what I thought about? Uh, you know, different things run through your mind, but I remember the 2001 Daytona 500. I took my little girl, Hannah, who's now a senior at Carolina, um, put her in the buggy, and, and we went for a, a stroll around the area. I was living in Miami. And uh, that was right after the Daytona 500, and I didn't. I, it was like three hours before I found out Earnhardt had, had been killed in the race. Cause, uh, but I mean, that was just yesterday when that girl and I was pushing that buggy. So I mean, yeah. time just flies. Yeah. Time flies by so it fast. Does. Yeah. Because I saw. I think it was yesterday. Yesterday had it was the day he he was killed. Right. I, I guess on twenty first anniversary. Yep. I saw. I was just. I was reading that yesterday. I'm like my. I'm, I'm like you, it's like, I just remember sitting there watching it on television, and, you know, and you didn't think, you know, when he crashed, you didn't really, I, I expect him to get out of the car. Oh, I kept waiting him to show up in victory lane. Yeah. Because his, like, his car ran one-two. On? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm like you, it's just like, and then I'm like, that was 20, 21 years 21 ago. 21 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, I agree. You don't think time flies, you just. It does. Check the calendar. <laughs> well, well yeah. Hank, for our viewers, uh, testing tune, it gets into a little bit of racing, too, don't it? Uh, well, we used to. Uh, Alan, uh, we used to do it, and we still do if they want to do it. We do testing tune, and then when we get about an hour left in the in the testing tune session, if they want to uh, they want to have a little gamblers race, uh, it's $10, and we, and we pay all of it back, whatever we yeah. take in. We, we 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 pay it back. They can split it ever how they want to split it, or they don't have to split it. You know, it's winner take all. But you know, if you got a, if you got ten cars, ten dollars, that's a hundred dollars. So yeah. And for some of our viewers that like to see, uh, I got a I got a text last year. I think it was a looked like a pretty new uh, Ford Mustang. It was gray and a and a gray Mercedes. Somehow or another, they got tangled up down it straight away. Oh, Mer- you know, that was our first. That was our first Saturday opening up, and the uh, the Mustang, I believe it was, the guy had just put some kind of uh, supercharger or something on it. I don't, I don't know. They, these were two street cars, and the must, I believe the Mustang stuff. When he took off, he was spinning. I'm like, he needs to start, you know let out this thing, but he didn't. And he got crossed up, and he hit the wall, and then he come across, and when he did. The Mercedes hit him, and it it totaled both of them. It oh. totaled both of them cars because, you know, I was like, hmm, I wonder how he's going to explain that to the insurance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, I was just riding out in a car running the side of me. Where are you at? Well, it's on Interstate Greer Dragway. You know? <laughs> Greer Dragway. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I eighty six. <laughs> so you get a yeah, at eighty six the cars. You uh, <laughs> you uh, start next week then, and uh, you'll run every we'll run all, every every uh, Thursday or Saturday or or you know for the rest of the spring and summer and into the fall, right? Yeah, we'll what he does. He'll run. Uh, we'll start testing tune next Saturday, and then we'll do another testing tune, and then hopefully the weather will be good enough. He can start racing uh, the next Saturday, uh, and then we'll run every Saturday uh, all the way through uh, October. Wow. Okay. Now, like he'll he'll take now like once like every about maybe once every other month. Now he'll take a Saturday off and close and uh but besides that he's open and then we have a points race the points the points races are listed on his website there's a total of 10 all year long and then he's got a couple couple weeks set aside for if we have a rain out we'll we'll do that to, you know that saturday just to make it up and what you, you got to have 10 points races to qualify to go to Daunton Dragway. Now, what's it cost to get in out there, Hank? Uh, Thursdays, it's $10. And that's $10 when you come through the gate. You don't pay any more. You know, if you want to make a run or 100 runs or no runs, it's 10 bucks. Uh, to race on Saturday on a regular points race, it's uh, $70 for pro and Sixty dollars, I believe it is for foot break, and the junior dragsters, I think it's like twenty dollars because we have a junior dragster class too. So, yeah. And it's okay to show up hungry, right? I always show up hungry because, like I said, they cook their food right there in the concession stand. They don't go, they don't go out and buy it, and they don't, you know, they don't have it brought in. They uh, they cook it right. Miss Roxanne cooks it right there on the grill. Well, every Saturday and every Thursday. That sounds good, and I'm hungry right now. But I tell you what, I think it's a good idea we ought, for us to have you on for a little bit, every about, at least once a month. About once a month ought to do it, don't you think? Oh, yeah, that, that ought to do it. Well, I, I can go for that, yeah. Well, we'll do that, and uh, we'll just let you uh, hook up with Alan, and y'all figure out when you want to do it, and we'll make time for you. Always make. And if something special comes up, call in the show, 864-468-1400. If we have, yeah, if we have something come up or some kind of special race that uh, that I don't know of, because he's got some four nineties. It's called four ninety heads up, and what it is, it's a door car, and they dial in at four ninety. You can't run any quicker than four ninety, uh, and they'll take like a sixteen car field, and they run for three or four thousand dollars. So yeah, so w- once we have the, once he has some of those four ninety races, if you if we hadn't already talked. I'll call in and we'll talk about it. That sounds good. Hank Guyton from the Greer Dragway. Thanks for calling in, or thanks for uh, joining <laughs> us this morning. I appreciate y'all having me, having me on your show, uh, Perry and Alan. It's always a pleasure, man. All right, thank you. That's Hank Guyton from the Greer Dragway, and uh, Ronnie wants Bowman the showman. Okay. You can put him on your list there. All right. You, uh... All right, we got about five minutes here. Let me touch on, uh, as I have talked a couple of times this morning and with uh, Mike Helton, 
The 2021 Motul Petit Le Mans was the 12-hour race that decided the uh, IMSA DPI, that's the Daytona prototype, um, the, the top rung in uh, IMSA, was last year on November the 13th, the day of our last show. And uh, it came down to um, whether the Wheeling Engineering car or the Minolta Acura was going to win the championship. Due to qualifying, the uh, Wheeling Engineering car uh, cut about half of the deficit that it needed to make up just in qualifying. So it came down to whichever one of those two finished in front of the other one, the 31 Cadillac or the 10 Acura was going to be the champion. The race was actually won by Olivier Jarvis, Harry Tinknell, and Jonathan Balmerito in uh, uh, the Mazda. But the last lap was the best lap I think I've ever ever seen, but definitely saw last year. It was just incredible the way uh, Ricky Taylor dive-bombed Nasser or Durrani. I'm not sure who was in the car. We'll find out in a minute um, to try to win that thing. Mike Conway was the other driver for Whelan. The other drivers for uh, the Acura were Felipe Albuquerque and Alexander Rossi, ex-Indy winner. And um, after going off course and throwing rocks and dirt and dust and everything, and it was about quarter after 10 at night, um, Taylor did get by Nasser for just a minute. Uh, not a minute, about a split second, but was so out of control that uh, the Wheeling Cadillac just dove underneath him and, and uh, went to the checkered flag. They, this all happened inside of the checkered flag. So a fantastic finish. And we'll talk to Mike Hill about that in just a second. We also had uh, 24 hours of Daytona that, that ran on uh, January the 30th. And um, they started seventh, the Wheeling Engineering team did, which was the, the I think that was the last of the prototypes. Uh, there's only seven of them. They finished fourth. Uh, they were in and out of the top, you know, I don't know if they led, but they were in and out of the, yeah, they did. They led 88 laps. Um, so they were in and out of the lead off and on all, all day for the 24 hours. But the race was won by the uh, Meyer Shank racing with who else? Helio Castroneves. So he's won this race twice in a row. And uh, he sandwiched the Indianapolis 500 in the middle of it. So Meyer Shank is a, uh, they've gone from nothing to uh, really, really winning some races now. With Olivier Jarvis, Tom Bloomquist, and uh, Simon Pagano. The Ricky Taylor car was next with uh, Felipe Albuquerque, Alexander Rossi, and Will Stevens. Third, the last on the podium was uh, Tristan Vautier, Loic Duval, Richard Westbrook, and Ben Keating. And then the uh, Wheeling Cadillac was just out of the, just off the podium, fourth place. And I know Mike was pretty disappointed because I was texting with him off and on. And that was, uh, uh, actually, Nasser has been hired away by Penske. But they're not racing. I think he's racing in a lower division until Penske comes back in this division next year. But um, Nasser's gone, so it was Tristan Nunez, Pipo Durrani, and Mike Conway. And uh, they finished fourth. So the uh, Jimmy was down there, Jimmy Johnson, and the... Uh, the Ally Bank, uh, I didn't even print that out. The Ally Bank, uh, that's a Cadillac too, isn't it? Yes, it is. And, uh, you know, Jimmy, uh, he's going to try it again to 
to try this year. He's actually, I believe, going to run Indianapolis. He's going to run the ovals. And, uh, man, I'm, I I kind of kind of worried for him. I mean, he, he, I hate to use the term with Jimmy Johnson, but he was kind of a back marker all year long in the Indy cars. And, I mean, you can get hurt in an Indy car, and you can really get hurt at Indianapolis, I mean, permanently. So, uh, you know, a lot of, Indi- a lot of, of course, Tony Stewart ran that before he ran stock cars and, and led and was even on the pole one year. And uh, Kurt Busch went up there and did good. Of course, if your last name's Andretti, and I'm talking about stock car drivers at Indy, and even going way back to Cale Yarborough and Leroy Yarborough and Paul Goldsmith and all those guys. But, um, you know, it's a different animal now, and it's so fast and fragile, and, uh, and I, I worry for Jimmy. Well, got about thirty seconds. Well, I think you can come from Indy to NASCAR, yeah. but it's hard to go from NASCAR to Indy. Right. Something about them steering wheels and stuff, being able to control them and stuff. Uh, but it's a coming. It's coming to NASCAR. Well, we'll see how he's going to do. It's uh, it's a long time till May, and I'm not sure. I have to look at the schedule, which I will do uh, in the next hour to see uh, how many ovals, if they have any ovals, before. Uh, before Indianapolis, they may, they may not. I'm not sure, but I know they open up again at St. Petersburg, uh, Florida, on the road course. But uh, this is into two hours, boys. Let's do another one. This is uh, Start Your Engines coming to you from the Fox Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Be right back in a minute. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. We are Fox And here's what you need to know. It is time to kick off the Sports Saturday. As College Hardwood has plenty of action today. And the top 25 action getting started in the next few minutes. Three games Right away, number 7, Baylor, will be hosting TCU. Number 12, Illinois, playing at number 19, Michigan State. Number 24, UConn, will welcome Xavier. And that is all a part of NBA All-Star Weekend, which tipped off on Friday night with the Rising Stars Challenge. Making our way towards All-Star Saturday night, which will feature the Skills Challenge, three-point shootout, and the Slam Dunk Contest. Of course, the NBA All-Star Game will be played Sunday night in Cleveland. No moves on the Major League Baseball front. We are still in a lockout, and all spring training games have been postponed through March 5th, just nine days away from a delay to the regular season. A few years back, when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Tracing roots to 1832, Jenny is a leading financial services firm dedicated to putting client needs first. With nearly 200 years of experience, we are committed to providing the best in financial and investment advice to help clients reach their personal or business goals. When you are seeking a long-term relationship built on trust and experience, 
financial advisor Trent Lancaster, located in the Spartanburg office, can provide seasoned advice, guidance, and support through every stage of your life and finances. We invite you to speak with Trent to explore ways in which he can help you and your future generations in planning for your future. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555, and in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time, every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motorsports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the extra third hour of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Sitting here with Greg Moore and Allen Hill. And uh, Ronnie's under the weather, couldn't join us today. And on the phone from... uh, What's that? Rhonda, North Carolina. Rhonda, I thought it was something hollow. Ingle Hollow, something like that? Mr. Mike Hill. Good morning, Mike. How you doing? Morning, guys. How's things down in Sparkle City today? Oh, it's a little chilly, but it's clear, and it's a it's a good day to sit in front of the TV and watch Daytona. You know, I'm watching Daytona. You know, and I'm watching these guys in the in the Xfinity cars, and they're holding their hands up on that left after the passenger or their driver's window, like they were doing in the Cup deal yesterday and i'm thinking what in the world are they doing they're trying to stop the air from going in the car some engineers probably told them that's worth a thousandth of a second if you do that well why don't they put a piece of plexiglass there or something is there any way they could do that so they could still see the mirror and uh and they wouldn't have to drive one-handed who was it austin dillon last year was cutting his air tube off and on down the straightaways and stuff i mean let's get real yeah, that's what I was thinking. People, they, that's, that's not, they can't be doing anything. I mean, you know, some some engineer somewhere 
has to justify a paycheck by telling the race team, oh, we found out if you hold your hand up, it's going to help you one one-thousandth of a second down the straightaway. Mike, you couldn't have said it any any better. Some engineers <laughs> standing around, and that engineer yep. might have redesigned the fender a little bit better or done the grill a little bit better. But, you know, you remember years ago they let us sit in the car as long as it wasn't blowing at 200. You know, they blow yeah. it at 140. But, yeah, somebody yep. that's, 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 that's getting ridiculous. Well, I'm watching these Infinity guys doing the same thing as they were doing yesterday in the cup deal. Well, give, give us a live report. Can you see anything about Jeremy Clements yet? I don't think Jeremy's went out yet. I okay. see Buford, Buford's fast right now. Vargas is second. Creed is, is third. And some guy named A. Hill is fourth. <laughs> well, that's Alan Hill. Seeing, He's sitting right here. <laughs> I, I keep seeing A. Hill up there. I'm thinking, yeah. But Alfredo's fifth. And Mills, Sig, Earnhardt, Yaley, and... Barakella round out the top ten, and then and that live, re- and live report from uh, Daytona by yeah. Mike Hill. And we appreciate he, it. And this qualifying is just the biggest benefit I see is uh, pit stall on pit road. And don't get me wrong, pit stalls on Daytona are pretty long anyway, so uh, can't really see nothing. And I can't see them out there in the race holding their hand up over that window. <laughs> no, uh, no, and you know, you know, you know, it don't do anything. My gosh. They're going to try to stop the wind. What little bit of wind does come in there is not slowing them anyway. Well, Mike, we've... Let's talk, let's, let's, let's talk about something else. Yeah, let's, we're going to everybody. right now. Yeah. That's why we got you on the show, because I've already touched on it um, here in the studio, and we talked to my, uh, Mike Helton about it. The uh, We're going to back up and go back to the end, end of 2021 at the Motul Petit Le Mans and... and uh, um, Road Atlanta, and I've already said it two or three times, so I hope our listeners aren't getting too tired of it. But that last lap was the best lap I saw all year in racing. That was unbelievable when y'all uh, had to hold off Ricky Taylor and win that championship. Yeah, that was a nail biter, wasn't it? I mean, that was. We knew he was going to be trying something, but my gosh, where in the world was that boy? <laughs> where was he going to go? And and I tell you what, we had the we had the guy Nasser. You know, he'd driven Formula One before. He'd driven for us, and then he'd left us, and then he went Formula One racing, and then he'd come back to us, and he was a totally different. I mean, this guy's, yeah, he's he's one of those drivers that's few and far between, but Nasser sitting in that seat knew that if he held that line, then then Ricky couldn't go around the outside and pass him. And so Ricky tried to come under him. When he couldn't come under him, then he had to, to abort, and then he went off the racetrack. And he got in the gravel, in the grass. and <clears throat> But he did take the lead race. for a second, didn't he? He took the lead for oh, just yeah, a second. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. He come, if you can cut, yeah, that's 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 going out of bounds, and they, would have, they wouldn't have let him. Even if he had beat us back to the start-finish line, you can't do that. Well, well, that was a question we were talking about earlier in the show. What would have happened if he'd have pulled it off and crossed the finish line first? That They, would have, they wouldn't have upheld that, would they? It'd be like going straight at the dog leg back there at Daytona. You can't do that either. Right. You know, you, you can find you can find faster ways around the racetrack, <laughs> but you got to stay on the racetrack. And you got to stay on the racetrack. And then, but you know, it was really funny. I'm sitting here listening to these announcers, and they say that Ricky Taylor let off the gas and let the 31 car back by because he knew what he had done was wrong. And I'm thinking, no, no, no. I, that's cool. <laughs> 
He had rocks stuck on his tires, grass stuck on his tires, sticks and everything else, and he couldn't get back on the throttle. No. I, mean, I knew Ricky I know Ricky Taylor well enough to know it. If he could have got on the throttle and stood stood back on it and beat us to the start finish line, then then him and his daddy Wayne would have went down and argued that they'd won the race or won the championship, but it didn't happen that way. We we won, so yeah. And that was a I mean, it was just so exciting and thanks for the T shirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about that? That was right out of Victory Lane. It still had champagne on it. Uh, it smelled good, but uh, my wife washed them right away, and I, I I do appreciate that. That was a uh, good. That was it's good a, that she washed them. Yeah, my guys, my guys that was wearing them, they, they probably smelled after. That, uh, they this, worked. All, they worked all day and all night down there. Smell of victory. Yeah. Um. So okay, uh, and we, uh, as I said, we talked to Mike Helton about it, and he. He reiterated what a what an exciting evening it was, and because uh, we had talked to him that morning, and I could, I, I knew he. Was, I said, "I bet you're at Road Atlanta," and he said, "Yeah, I'm standing right here in the in the Wheeling Cadillac uh, compound or whatever." And uh, so I'm sure it was very exciting, and that's uh, hey, well, let's move to Daytona. I, I saw him interview Gary Nelson. I thought he didn't do interviews. Yeah, he's he's come out of his shell. <laughs> Get him for us. I'd love to talk to him. I want to. I've asked him about it. He don't. He said he didn't want to. I'll check with him. Maybe since he's come out of his shell, he'll he'll do it for us. Well, but, tell uh, him I won't ask him about the bumper release on uh, Bobby Allison's car. <laughs> yeah, let's don't talk about any of his welding. <laughs> but Daytona. Now, Let's not talk about daytime. That was a bad race for us. Well, we've talked about it a little bit, and I didn't realize y'all had led that much. And, and you know, before the race, I I told these boys, uh, you know, or anybody that would listen, that I can't sit there for 12 hours and uh, 20, 12, 24 hours and watch that whole race. But I'd be dadgum. I almost did. I did fall asleep for a little while, but I watched. I guarantee you I watched 20 hours of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, you you say that we led eighty eight laps or whatever. I think they just let us lead those eighty eight because I think that they were sandbagging on us. Well, I saw it. I saw it when we get up on. You know, we'd come off the back back there and get back up on the on the NASCAR turn three. They call it NASCAR three, and we'd be beside those 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 Hondas, and then all of a sudden, man, it's like they would turn on an an, an afterburner and, and take off and leave us. And I'm thinking, I win. We're going to be in bad shape here, but then, then when the five car beat us, I'm thinking, nah, it's not, it's not just that; it's, it's something else. We just, we missed it. We got our cars back, and of course, you know, you start looking, start looking to see what possibly could be. We got our cars back one time last year, and we had a big, big clump of rubber stopping our air intake, which would knock about. I don't know half the horsepower out of it, and I was looking for that. I'm hoping I was hoping to find something. The only thing we found was the bottom. These cars have got a lot of a ground effects, you know, to hold them down to the racetrack, and we had torn the the carbon up, so we had to take them all the way down to nothing but but the tub. They call these cars instead of having chassis, they call them tubs. They're carbon. We had to take them all the way down to carbon and send them off, and. Uh, the carbon repair shop <clears throat> and let those guys fix them so hopefully our guys been testing down in Sebring this week and uh, maybe they can 
I get back in there next week, they can tell me that we found our speed that that we lost. But uh, well, now y'all got let's a- get on. Yeah, let's get on with this. Let's get on with this uh, Gen Seven car. You know, everybody complain. Oh my gosh, they complain about the one lug nut. I've told you what I thought about it. They can't get five tight, so let's see if they can get one. <laughs> uh, but you know, in there's a reason why it's got one lug nut because you got an alloy wheel, and if you put five holes in alloy, it's going to tend to crack. That's why we've got one on ours because we run the big wheel so we can get the big brakes on it. And in reality, I was watching these guys change tires, and you know, this week watching Daytona, and I can't tell that they're not hitting five. Well, you they, don't see that they're. You know, yeah, they hit one. They hit one lug nut. It comes off. They put a tire on. The, well, it the, always the took longer. Is, it always took longer to put the gas in, anyway, didn't it? Yes, so it I always did. I heard somebody it saying it's going to speed up the pit stops, and I said, "No, it won't. <laughs> it's going to speed it up at no. all." Not really. I mean, you know, I changed. I changed. I don't know. Probably a million of them with five lug nuts on. And then when I come over to this this team that I'm working for now, that only had one lug nut, I'm thinking, "You guys got it made." Until I tried changing one. Holy cow! The gun's bigger. Yeah, the wheel the wheel's bigger. Everything about it was awkward for me. I don't know that I could change the one with one lug nut any quicker than I was doing the ones with five. But uh, but anyway, it's a safety issue. Why we got one, and it's 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 not uh, it's not that they're trying to go to sports cars and all this other stuff. I'm hearing though, it's going to make for better racing because it's going to get bigger brakes on the cars. And you'll see that at your road courses and at Martinsville and the short tracks and any place where they use a lot of brakes, you know. <clears throat> you'll see a lot better racing because they'll, they'll have better brakes. We're talking to Mike Hill with the Wheeling Cadillac uh, IMSA team. And did uh, how many years did you do with Junior Johnson? 15, 20? 16 years. 16 with him, yeah. So, Mike, I mean, he more than knows his way around a race car and all different types of race cars. Um we uh we talked to Deb Williams earlier, and I caught some of this last night. I guess they were talking about during the truck race. They had some downtime with all with the red flag, but they confiscated the wheels of uh, Penske, and uh, yeah, they had some bare wheels come in that they chamfered the back holes, and that's no big. That's no speed there. There's no what it is. You got an alloy wheel. When you throw it up on the hub. You've got these pins, the line pins, and they're made out of steel. And if you don't have it chamfered, then it'll, it'll like, bite into it and close the hole up to where you can't get your wheel on. There's no speed. I don't know why she wouldn't pick the Fords because of because of the what they found. I mean, that's that's not going to make the car go faster. It's just, it's just going to make sure the wheel goes on. Basically, what they did, I saw it, and then I heard pop grass or one of those guys down there put it up that, they had found where they'd gone in there and clearanced or cleared the holes out. Well, we do that every race because if you race for 24 or 4 or 12 or 10 or 6 hours slamming wheels on there, you'll find that those steel pins that align the wheel up will pull the aluminum off and close the hole up. So you, you just clean it out. And uh, it's probably some wheels that they had been testing with or whatever and they just went in there and cleaned it up and nascar says oh you cleaned them up too much or something i don't know we'll see think there'll be a fine 
I don't know. You know, I don't know if there was a rule that says you can't clean your wheels up. But sooner or later, these guys are going to have to clean their wheels up. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I was telling Mike Helton that with my untrained eye, I think I know a little bit about racing, but, you know, I just it looks like to me, and especially knowing what you have done and, and your people with the next-gen car, I can just, uh, aside from the body work, I, I can see an IMSA DPI just like uh, just like this next-generation car. I guess it, because of the wheel and the one lug and everything, but there's got to be a, a whole lot of crossover there with the technology. Well, you know, it's time. It's time for us to step forward. You know, I was telling, I can go back to when, all the way back to when Hallman Moody started building cars and making it out of tubes instead of using the stock chassis. Everybody was complaining, oh, we're getting away from stock car racing. And then the first cup car I worked on, whenever I went to work for Cecil Gordon, had a stock, They had the, the rule was we had to have stock frame rails. You could put a, a clip on it, but you had to have stock rails. <clears throat> but they required you to go in and box the stock rails. And I'm thinking, why don't they just let us put rectangular tubing for the rails? And so they did later on. So it just it, everything, uh, people, uh, they they gonna they have an inherent deal. They want to complain all the time about something. And if we didn't advance in our racing we wouldn't be running stock cars you know what i'm saying the yeah. cars today the cars today don't have a steering box on them and alan was talking about the adjustment for the track bar on the gen 7 there's no track bar on that car it's all independent mm -hmm. so <clears throat> yeah it's a and the driver sits there and and has a little dashboard it can tell him what's going on just like it is in today's cars you know you push yeah. a button my pickup truck's got a deal i can push a button and it tells me what the tire pressures is yeah yeah i've got that on my mustang well I... it's time to do it but my camera People doesn't think... work unless i'm in reverse <laughs> mine too but i'm sure i can figure out how to straight wire it makes it work all the time <laughs> i bet you could <laughs> really really you know and, and alan's daddy would tell you whenever he was teaching us to drive he, he was telling us, quit looking up in that mirror. Don't worry about what's behind you. Look in front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and that's sort of what Mike Helton was saying about it's, it's just evolution. And, and and even Greg threw out there that uh, it, it's almost, it's coming all the way around, I guess, where the technology on the, on the next-gen car is, is probably a lot closer to what's on the street. It is. That's what I'm saying. The street cars, you know... I can go back to this deal. The cars that we were racing before the Gen car come out had a 64 Chevrolet truck trailing arm under it. It had a 68 Ford rear end housing under it. It had a steering box. It had drag links. All this stuff you don't go and find on any car that you buy and you're buying from out of the showrooms today. It doesn't have that stuff on it. When Gary Nelson brought the first COT car to me back in 2005 for me to hang a body on, I looked at him and I told him, I said, Gary, this is when he was working for NASCAR. <clears throat> I said, Gary, this car can't be called a car of tomorrow. He said, why not? I said, because you still got this antiquated steering box on it. Let us put a rack on it. 
It's still got 64 Chevrolet truck trailing arms on it. Let's put independent rear suspension on it. He said in 2005, he says, I don't think we're ready for that yet. The time has come. Years, almost 20 years later, here we are. We're finally ready for it. Yeah. Let me ask you one but more. You know, no, go ahead. One more One more thing. Go ahead. People, people are complaining about this and that going on. Where was those people in 1981 whenever we showed up at Daytona with a 110-inch wheelbase car that we couldn't keep the rear tires on the ground? Right. You think yeah, they don't have, they, yeah, they don't have a clue at every evolution of cars. There's problems, and we got it worked. We get it worked out. Well, I remember we, when know, when those cars started going backwards, they became they became kites. Oh yeah, yeah. My, well, the car the car that. the car that we had in '81 when we took down there had so much front downforce on it that the back tires was coming up off the ground. AJ Foyt took a three and a half inch hole saw and started drilling holes in his back windows, trying to get air on the rear. Rear spoiler. I mean, you know, it's just we're going to have problems. People, we'll fix them. It's not. It's not anything. I'm surprised. You know that people haven't paid attention all these years. That you know, it don't make any difference what you throw at a bunch of racers. We're going to fix it. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. And Mike, you know, somebody made one downside. First time out with them things, you couldn't drive them in a three-acre field. I mean, uh, talking back in 81. And I remember Jake Elder summed it up. He said, the car handles great till you get to 4710. And 4710 was right there at that 91.6 or whatever, where they turned it sideways and it would lift. You know, that had the jet airplane behind it. Ralph made the flap. But them things were a handful to drive because they got them figured yep. out. Yeah, people don't forget about all that. That's a lot of work went on. Yeah, uh, we've been pulling for that doggone car yours, and it's really good. And, uh, hopefully, hopefully we found our speed back because we didn't look good at Daytona. That was that was not us down there. We that was uh, fourth place. It could could have been fifth. Could have been worse. But uh, you know, not awful good to me. Sebring's coming up, and looking at the schedule here, that is uh, March the nineteenth. So uh, yep. I'll be really looking forward to that. You've got about a month to get that, to get down there and, and take care of that. It's such a bumpy track, that old Air Force Base or whatever it is with the yeah, concrete sections was... and everything in it. Let me, i got to ask you one more question because we're already past time for a break. But a couple of, uh, when they first got to Daytona, it seemed like to me, and it was, a, it was something I noticed about the cars years ago, they... They're going down the set straightaway, and it looked like they're going sideways. And that, and I never oh, have. You're talking uh, about during the. You're talking about during the test. Yeah. Well, but I mean, they yeah. they said when they got down there for speed weeks, it was like that, and NASCAR made them straighten them back out a little bit. What? What's the advantage of having it at that angle? Is that something about in the turns or or? Uh, and, you uh, remember when when they were hanging the bodies on the cars, and the bodies were all twisted up, and they looked like they were. Caddy walking down the down the straightaway. Yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> it was I thought it looked nobody bad. nobody did. I didn't like it either, and I'm a racer. I didn't really care for it, and and it all goes into the Aero Force, the Air Force deal with the engineers and all this stuff, getting it all the all the air to the rear blades or off the rear blades. That's what they do it for. But with these 
With these cars, it's a lot easier to do it because you got what's called a tow link back there on that independent rear suspension. You can tow each wheel in or out, and that's what they were doing. And I, that's when I saw that deal with them down there testing. I said, "Oh, that's <laughs> that's not going to float by that inspection room." No, no. Well, yeah, <clears throat> Mike, um, we're going to let you go. I'm past time for the break, and uh, please come back on again, maybe before or after. Uh, Sebring, I guess we can probably wait till afterwards unless something big happens. But uh, uh, man, we love having you on the show, and you're 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 such a good friend of the show, and, and become a pretty good friend of mine. And I appreciate everything you do for us here on Start Your Engines, and uh, and um, just uh, ought to be texting with you from time to time. I love texting with you during the twenty four hours, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Good stuff, good stuff for this old man. You're, you're seven. I'm sixty eight now. Feel like I'm 75 now, but uh, <laughs> staying up, staying up for 24 hours is, is tough. And these these guys, you know, when they when I told them, I said, "Look, I can't go to that racetrack anymore. I can't because those guys are up. It's not 24 hours; it's like 40 hours yeah. they're up. So yeah, I, said, I can't do it anymore. I can't either. You you and I are 138 years old, so I think that's too old. <laughs> Mike, I told you, 50, 50 years of racing. I've burnt that candle at both ends for for a long time. Mike, we really appreciate you coming on the show. We're going to let you go, and just uh, we, we nobody's pulling for you harder than we are here at Start Your Engines, and, and I watch every lap y'all run. Well, thank you, guys. Okay. that's. We'll talk see, to you later, buddy. See, see you guys. All right. That's Mike Hill, who, uh, man, it's great having him come on the show. That's a world of knowledge right oh, there. Oh, gosh. And keeps us up to date i mean he knows what's going on like at, mean, right this minute it's not was, like he was spitting it out yeah i mean stuff that i thought was kind of a little bit theoretical or, or thought i heard it and he knows all that stuff plus the cool thing with mike is he remembers stuff back like i say when some of the crazy stuff nascar done and evolved and what i like what he said was basically it's what same thing helton said if you really look underneath the hood and figure everything out, all the electronics, the cars, as far as a stock car, we're closer to a stock car now, the way they are, other than roll bars and stuff in a seat, than we ever have been. Okay, and and you're right, and I, I realize that now, and I, I sort of have had an awakening today, but we are way behind on our break. Let's take it now. You're listening to Start Your Engine. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and are proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie and his staff are committed to providing excellent customer service and making sure your experience is simple, transparent, and fair. Visit Impex Pre-Owned today, conveniently located up I-26 on Asheville Highway. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Law and Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. 
They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Do you own a diesel truck that just doesn't have the power you want when pulling your camper, boat, or livestock trailer? Whether you use your diesel truck for work or play, optimal performance is important. BF Auto and Diesel has over 30 years experience and employs ASE certified mechanics and can get your diesel engine running right. So whether it's the power stroke in your Ford that's giving you issues or your dump truck or tractor trailer just isn't running right, call P-Hub Auto and Diesel today to schedule your appointment. 426-5083. PF Auto and Diesel 11 to 16 Jonesville Lockhart Highway in Union worth the drive to get your diesel engine running right. Military and first responders get 10% off with proper ID. Here at Ben Mason Insurance, we know that finding the right protection for you and your family's needs is important. That's why we partner with Nationwide, offering protection for you, your family, your business, and your future. Get protection that you can rely on with Nationwide. At Ben Mason Insurance, we can help determine which coverage is right for you. So call 578-7100 or visit BenMasonInsurance.com to learn more. Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company and Affiliates, Columbus, Ohio. That's a new song we stuck in there. Tyler did. Asked me what I wanted, and I said, how about Ramblin' Man? So there it was. Okay, let's look at the uh, the lineup for the Daytona 500 real quick, and uh, I'm not going to read all of it. There's 40 cars here. Two didn't make it. Did you know we have 18 Chevrolets, 16 Fords, and 6 Toyotas? And the Fords look awful fast. But the front row was Hendrick Chevrolets. That's by their sales. <laughs> Qualifying by yourself and racing is two different things. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and uh, from what I've seen in the 150s, a uh, four-car team cannot beat a six-car uh, train out there. And I think we're going to see a lot of good racing I do, tomorrow. too. But, you know, if you lose the draft, it looks like you're, to me you're screwed. Kevin Harvick lost the draft, and he hollered, and they said uh, – Ford wanted them to file out, double file, mm-hmm. and let Harvick catch back up. And I think Penske come over the radio and said no. Well, it was that, they were belly aching about uh, Harrison Burton, yep. who's in the Penske satellite car of the Wood Brothers. So, uh, like I said, uh, getting on and off pit road tomorrow is going to be a big thing. And uh, a lot of us, uh, two-tire pit stop and one-tire pit, I mean, you know, gas in. Yeah. And uh, the tire's inch and a half wider. Wow. I mean, uh, seen uh, drafting in the corners and pushing, and uh, these boys look like they can handle it. You know, I'm starting to like this next generation I car. I like the uh, exhaust pipe shorter. You see the red flame up in there. Coming out both sides. Oh, yeah. I mean. Uh, and what's but, that deal at the back? Those, uh, 
look like louvers or something. That's to pull that air out. Channels. Well, if you was to turn that car, if you was to pick that car up, you'd see it's probably like uh, like our IMSA cars. They got a flat tub, and the Formula One cars got a flat tub. Do you see where the air comes out from the radiator? It comes out in yeah. the hood. Yeah. They do not want that air to be up underneath them cars no more. I tell you what, you know. And don't get I, me wrong. I, another thing I'm missing in this next-gen car is I haven't seen it is the air intake that was at the back of the hood. Okay. I want to see where that's at because that used to be a big thing at Daytona is where you could get that air back into that. used to be carburetor, but now it's, uh, now it's air induction. Yeah. And they got, you know, you don't see no more of uh, plug checks and nothing like that. You know, you used to you see the car go down the back straight away and cut it off clean. Cut it off, cut it off clean, come in. Jerk spark plugs out, make sure you weren't going to burn a piston and stuff. But now, this fuel injection stuff, just as soon as it's out of the gas, I mean, it's, it's, it cuts clean. You know what? I, I mean, my eyes, my brain, everything, I have changed my thought process since I walked in the door this morning. I'm like, Greg really did it when he said earlier in the show, this next-gen car is closer to what's on the street than what we were running. Yeah. And... and Mike Helton has has uh, reinforced that, as did Mike Hill, and uh, and to go through already go through the 150 qualifying races at Daytona and see no more than what we've seen problems out of them. Uh, one guy said, uh, "Sitting, I wanted to ask Mike about this gear pressure on the front in the rear end yeah, transaxle. That was way over my I, head. I, you know, I know they're supposed to have so much uh, kind of like oil pressure and stuff to." lubricate everything back in up. fact that was harrison burton that was saying that yes and uh I, who was the commentator there uh and don't get me wrong clint was, boyer said i don't know what he's talking about and don't get me wrong <laughs> it won't be long as they, they will actually be able to tell exactly what uh temperature the brakes are on them cars everything else mm. i mean it's it's coming down like you said you can be riding down the road and all of a sudden you got on your car it says right front tire low yeah oh yeah it, it, i mean uh my wife's the Right, guess, a 2014 Jeep, and Hertz does that. Guess what? NASCAR last year, the only time you found out you had the right front tire was low is whenever you went and hit the wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's look briefly at the starting lineup. Uh, um, of course, the front row was decided in qualifying Wednesday night with uh, Kyle Larson and Alex Bowman on the front row driving for Pen- uh, Hendrick. The second row are the winners of the two qualifying races, and they are... RFK Fords, which is Rouse fin, uh, Fenway Keselowski, and that's Brad Keselowski and Chris Boucher. The third row is Austin Sendrick, and I'd be dead gum. Michael McDowell's hanging around up there again, and he was a happy camper. Yes, he is. Biased. Yep, in a Ford. Uh, fourth row, we got Ryan Blaney and Harrison Burton, also in Fords. I tell you, you're right. You get past that front row, and you got a bunch of Fords. Um Fifth row, Chase Briscoe, and the first Toyota that shows up is Kyle Busch. Sixth row is Chase Elliott and Christopher Bell, who you don't hear much about lately. Seventh row is Richard Petty's car with Eric Jones and Martin Truex, who Martin's just had a bunch of trouble. And eighth row, Kyler, Tyler Reddick uh, and Ricky Stenhouse. Tenth row, Ross Chastain, and it was Joey Logano. But Joey's got to go to the rear because they went to a backup car. So everything has uh, moved up a notch. Just scanning down through here, you got uh, Daniel Suarez looks pretty uh, 
pretty racy. And I love the Tootsie's Orchid Lounge Nashville car that he's driving. It's a Chevrolet, purple. Looks real good. Um, Kevin Harvick's in row 11 with him. William Byron, Corey LaJoy, row 13. Justin Haley, Ty Dillon, 14. Landon Castle and Greg Biffle driving the Grambling University New York racing team. Uh, what is that thing? That is a uh, Chevrolet. Number 44. First time out, small, brand-new startup team, and solidly in the field. Row 15, Todd Gilliland, Denny Hamlin. 16, Cole Custer, Cody Ware. 17, Daniel Hemrick driving for uh, Colleague Racing. And David Reagan. Row 18, Kaz Grella and Austin Dillon. Row 19, B.J. McLeod and Eric Almarola. And row 20, it says Noah Cragson in that uh, South Point uh, Chevrolet, the the one one permanent employee. And Jacques Villeneuve, who has, uh, they had a real good article on him in the paper yesterday morning. Um, that, uh, you know, he's 50 years old, and he is so proud to make the race. He didn't make it when he was, uh, when he was in his 30s. When he was 34 years old, he didn't qualify, but now that he's 50, he's qualified this startup team. And, uh, it's, uh, he, he won the 24 hours Le Mans. He won the Indianapolis 500. And he was just as proud to make this race as he was anything. He says his kids don't, re- don't remember all the good stuff he did back when he was young. But now they're old enough, and he made a big race like the Daytona 500. And he was very proud that they could see him do that. So uh, Maybe that gives hope for us old folks. Uh, well, James Hilton would probably still be going, but I don't know if any of the rest <laughs> of us would. Uh, the two guys that didn't qualify, by the way, were Timmy Hill and... Uh, Poor old J.J. Yaley. He just, he had that ride with uh, Gibbs at one time and didn't do too much with it, and he hadn't done much since. But, uh, all right, let's take our next to last break. Well, our last break before the end of the show and um, touch on a few more things, wrap it up for a three-hour Start Your Engines, and you're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg. Low prices, big selection, quality customer service. That's Nissan of Greer. Get big savings on over 300 new Nissans. Shop our large selection of used vehicles, including Nissan certified pre-owned. Plus, we're the place for commercial fleets, for expert service. And if you need credit, come and get it. Ask about military, college grad, and mobility assist savings, too. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. 
Newman. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. You can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster and Janie Montgomery Scott Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-ifs to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren, and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take the first step. Let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees. He's pounded down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can be done? You know, I guess I should have used that before I did the truck update, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. Greg, you wanted to say something? Yeah, you know, we just had a, a, a commercial one of our biggest supporters, Trent Lancaster. Super good guy supports this show every year, and I just want to put in a, an extra thank you for him because he certainly has supported us. And I tell you, Trent, financially, and, and this is a friend, he's a first-class act. Well, he looked first-class when he showed, came up, introduced himself to me. I knew who he was, but I can't really say we know each other on site. But uh, I think he does listen to the show, and we play his breaks all day long, and we yeah. just had one. And, does, uh, we, appreciate, we appreciate what Trent does for us. Yeah, we did. Yeah, good friend. All right. We got 14 minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, if you guys want to say something, just uh, raise your hand. But uh, I was just going to touch on the uh, some highlights of the schedule from each of the different uh, series that we cover. Uh, of course, Daytona 500 is tomorrow at 2.30 on Fox. And looking down the schedule here, and I'm not going to go through all of it. I'm going to hit some highlights. Uh, March 27th, they're going to go to Austin. Remember, that was a flood last year. I mean, that was a mess with all, all that rain. April 17th, Bristol on dirt. Uh, of course, we got to talk about May 8th, Darlington, the Goodyear 400. That'll be the throwback weekend. And we'll get to see the cars with the numbers maybe in the middle of the door again. <laughs> uh, let's see. New track, Gateway. That's uh, across the river from St. Louis in uh, Madison, Illinois. That's on June the 5th. Then we're going to go to uh, Nashville on uh, 
June the 26th, Elkhart Lake on uh, July 3rd. Coming on down Indianapolis on the road course at, uh, I don't like that too much, but July 23rd. And uh, that looks like about it for the, the new stuff. For uh, And they'll end up at Phoenix. Of course, the Road America, the Roval. Got my staple there. It looks like October the 9th. And then the season finale, November 6th at Phoenix. Uh, so that's it for the Cup. The Xfinity, they don't run exactly every weekend that the Cup does. But they've got a of course, they'll run today at 5 o'clock. And that's on the Oval, not the road course. Um, that is, you know what I've done? I didn't print out the schedule. I printed up last year's results. But uh, anyway, uh they run at Mid-Ohio. They run Nashville. They do a lot of uh, road courses. They had a lot of road courses last year. So uh, Everybody knows Jeremy loves road courses. Yes, he does. So, uh, anyway, sorry. I was about to take that one out of there. Uh, the trucks, they have a 23-race schedule, and they, uh, of course, ran last night. And um, Zane Smith won the race. But they'll be at Las Vegas and Atlanta, Bristol on the dirt, uh, April 16th, um, a Gateway on June the 4th, Knoxville. Is that Knoxville, Iowa? They're going to run in Knoxville, Iowa, where the they run the, the wing sprint cars all the time. That is, that is at 9 o'clock on the night of June the 18th, the Corn Belt 150. Yep. So, trucks at Knoxville, Mid-Ohio, uh, July 9th, and, uh, of course, they'll end up November 4th at Phoenix. ARCA starts today. They will run a 20-race schedule, and they run the Lucas Oil 200 driven by General Tire. That will be, I think it starts at 1 o'clock or 1.30. I got all the TV times right over here. I'll do that in a minute. They uh, run Elko, Minnesota on June the 25th. Oh, they're going to be at Charlotte on May 27th, uh, part of the big uh, Memorial, uh, yeah, Memorial Day weekend at, uh, at Charlotte. Then a couple that I really love... Uh, August 21st, on the dirt at Springfield, on the mile. And on June, on, I guess this is probably Labor Day, the uh, Southern Illinois 100 on uh, September 4th, and that's at DuCoin on the dirt. So uh, they will end their season up in Toledo on October the 8th. IndyCar, this is what I'm very interested in. They will get going next weekend, February 27th at St. Petersburg for the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Uh, they go to then, then they go to Fort Worth, so that's a big fast track, and we'll see if Jimmy Johnson's going to take that on. So I was wondering if they ran a an oval before Indianapolis, and they do, and that's March the twentieth. Then Long Beach, uh, back to Birmingham, which is a nice track there. To Indianapolis on the road course on May the fourteenth, and then fifteen days later, the I don't know about the hundred fifth annual Indianapolis five hundred uh, will be on May twenty ninth. And they've got a doubleheader two nights in a row on July 23rd and 24th in Iowa. Back on the road course at Indy on July 30th. The Big Machine Music City Grand Prix, that crazy thing they had in Nashville last year. They're going to do it again on the streets of uh, Nashville, Tennessee, across the bridge and all that stuff. Where the last year's winner went about 14 feet in the air on about the third lap of the race, and he still came back to win it. That's, uh, that's on August the 7th, and they will end up September the 11th at Laguna Seca. 
I think I touched on it earlier. I'm hoping that uh, Allen gets over his uh, anger a little bit because March 20th, they run the Baron Formula One Grand Prix, and uh, I'm sure he'll be checking in. After that, the next week is in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. I've been there. Uh, they go to Melbourne, Australia, Imola, Italy. Ah, May the 8th, the Miami Grand Prix. I didn't realize they were running at Miami. I wonder if that's a street course or if they got, they got a – I know they got a road course at, at Homestead. I don't know. It says Miami, though. It doesn't say Homestead. Uh, English Grand Prix on July the 3rd uh, at Silverstone and so on and for, so forth. Monza on uh, – September 11th, the Grand Prix of Italy. I mentioned earlier, October 23rd in Austin for the United States Grand Prix. Then Mexico, Brazil, and they end up November 20th at Abu Dhabi. Uh, the WeatherTech Sports Car Series has already run the 24 Hours of Daytona, which was won by Helio Castroneves and others. They run March 19th at 12 Hours of Sebring. We just talked to Mike about that, and we'll be pulling for him hard. And uh, sounded like to me, whatever problem they had, he's uh, he may have gotten it straightened out. They only run 12 races only, but it's uh, it's Long Beach, Laguna Seca, Mid Ohio, Belle Isle, Watkins Glen, Bowmanville, which is in Canada, Lime Rock, Elkhart Lake, and uh, Road Atlanta. This VIR, I fall for that every year. That's they don't run that race. IMSA's there, but that's the other classes, and um, I'm finally catching on to that. And then October the 1st, Road Atlanta. Again, the Motul Petit Le Mans. And let's hope that the Wheeling Engineering car is right in the middle of it then. On television, there's not a whole lot. But there is some. Xfinity qualifying is going on as we speak. And it was 11.30 to 1. I don't know why I thought it was 10.30. The ARCA race is at 1.30. Those are both on FS1. The Xfinity race is on FS1. At uh, from five to seven thirty, and then tomorrow we got replays of a whole bunch of stuff until two uh, thirty on Fox, the Daytona Five Hundred. So uh, got it all in. We got seven minutes to go. This thing did print out some on things on down the road. Uh, uh, Saint Petersburg will be at noon on February the twenty seventh. That's like, that's next week on NBC. Um, Sebring will be on Peacock and USA on March the 9th, and uh, that's a 12-hour race. And that's about it. So, boys, help me fill six and a half minutes. What do you think? All right. We got uh, Harris Speedway. Got open practice today. Everybody needs to go on up there and help support our local racetracks. Uh, like Hank said, next weekend, uh, testing tune at Greer Dragway. If we don't support these racetracks, they're going to be like Spartanburg. And, uh, don't want that. Don't, don't, don't want that. No way. Now, I, thing I want to say here in the last few minutes is we've got some awful good support people out there. Uh, you know, in Drag Race, we got Ernie Smith, which we co-sponsor a little bit from the radio station. And we've got uh, some contacts with some upcoming guests, Kazi and uh, uh, Ronnie Thomas. i got several commitments. We just got all kind of guests. I'm going to try to put together for next weekend uh, our Black History Month thing. Right. I don't know if you know it or not, um, and I've got to mention this before the show's over. Yeah. 
you know, we had like two members of the Scott family on last year, and, and actually a, another cousin a, or something. And uh, we we had uh, Frankie, the older the the older one, the and uh, I think Deborah was on there. She's like the forgotten Scott. Oh, perfect. But, but Wendell Jr. passed away last week. Oh, and you told me the that. funeral. I think it may be. To, is today the seventeenth? I think the funeral was the 17th. That may be. Oh, then they, well, okay, then it might have been Thursday. I hate that. But Wendell Jr. passed away, and Tony McFarlane, you know, that sort of heads this stuff up for us and gets us on, on, on that big combined phone call, she was the one that informed me that he passed away, Wendell Jr., before I saw it uh, on Facebook from Sybil Scott, who's a good friend of me and Greg's. But uh, she said she just didn't know what their frame of mind would be. But at the very least, she wants to come on, and I want her to come on next week with her son, Trey, or, yeah, her uh, brother, Trey, because her father, you know, was Wendell's mechanic, and he's sort of what got all this Black History Month going for our show. So we'll have that and maybe another guest next week. Uh, I'll line that up during the week. But we get, we need to get Bobby Allison. Yep. You know, we need to we'll give Kel another try. Yep. See if you can track down, uh, I guess I shouldn't be doing this on air. See if you can track I, I down Dr. Punch, because he's... Yeah. We couldn't find him last year. I've missed, I've missed two or three of them. we well, got several uh, that I've touched base with. Well, oh, the only other person I, I want to, uh, somebody helps us with a lot, and he'll, but we do a- actually have access to our own simulator. Uh, if you remember Nelson Crozer and Larry Burrow, they, 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 they got together on that thing. And we can we got access to them. I mean, it, it's like the real deal. So we've even got that added in. Well, uh, and look, I, I'm cutting it close on time here. I want to uh, get you to go to work on a remote at the Hall of Fame because we did that on, with uh, the other show. And see what you can do. Good. We'll uh, get we'll get Tyler or Alex or somebody to go up there with us and hook up the equipment. But we love doing remotes. I'm thinking maybe a three-hour show on Memorial Day or something. If we go to the Hall of Fame, we'll do a three-hour oh, show. It, it wouldn't be worth it to lug all that stuff up there and just do two hours. Yeah. So, uh, and we'll have a bunch of guests. But that—that's your—that's your main on. project. You get to work on that. Uh, you said there's a Mustang Hall of Fame up there, and Don Miller, yep. who, who used to be with the Penske for so many years. Yeah, I, I started to call them yesterday, and I looked at my thing, and I looked at my watch. And it was uh, like quarter to five. I said, I'll just wait first. Wait okay, well, five. you know. I'm going to get on it. We, because we got to schedule these things around whatever Clary's got on with PC and Carolina baseball and all the other stuff we carry around here. So, uh, yeah, we it's going to be an exciting season. And, and um, I think the three-hour show worked very well, so we can do that again maybe and have an extra guest, and especially if we're on the road. And, uh You've got about two and a half minutes. Well, I'd like to see the barbecue come back to Spartanburg. Well, you know. We've done the remote out to the barbecue place that time, and we got to be the judges. Well, we were right in the middle of East Main, Main Street and Church Street. Yeah. <laughs> That's when Michael Walters blew us off after about five minutes and said he had to go. And I said, Mike, I said, Greg, don't ever get that, you know what, back on this show again. Oh, well, you got to get Daryl. We always have Daryl. Oh, yeah, I was looking at his We got to get a. Matter of fact, I accidentally. Dialed the number probably rang once because I don't know how to work my phone real good. Well, but he always he he's always good for the show. Yeah, and he gives us a boogity boogity boogity. Oh man, I, I don't like that except when he does it on our show. But Walter, <laughs> Walter's a good interview, and uh, we'll just go back and look at who we've got on our our massive phone list. You know everybody, so let's get them on there. And uh, 
you know, it, it's it's a pleasure to come in here and do this show with with knowledgeable people. And I don't know who could have a racing show with more knowledge than than Alan Hill and Greg Moore and, and you. Well, uh, Deb, Wh- okay, Deb Williams and uh, I hate it when Greg brags on me, so just stop right there. And uh, Deb Williams, who's on the scene. It was so good talking to her today and hearing the cars go around in the background, just like back in the old Nelson Crozier days. That was. Good. So, uh, a lot of racing today. It's uh, almost 1 o'clock. At 1 o'clock, we got the ARCA race. So, uh, I tell you what, we and don't say it. Don't say it yet. <laughs> no. I'm just about ready. I know. I saw you rearing back. We still got very, very 50 seconds. Back, pointed at me. Don't, don't, don't say it. Don't say it yet. That, we don't do that till the music starts. That's we it. got 50 seconds. But, uh. It's a nice day, and as Alan said, get out there and support your local tracks. If, it, if it's a tuning up the cars or whatever they're doing, the dragway opens next week. Uh, you know, it's supposed to rain almost every day next week, so I don't know how that's going to affect anything. Hopefully it will clear up by the weekend, but it's going to be like spring. It's going to be like in the 70s and uh, upper 60s and, and rain just about every day. Uh, so we um, probably be uh, trapped inside quite a bit this week but next weekend should be nice and the tracks more and more are getting going i think the rev limiter on my voice is about to kick in but i I made it if i can hang on for 10 more seconds thank you boys for coming on the show and uh ronnie we're thinking about you you get well real soon and and we need you here and uh pleasure to be back 150 second show first show of year five Natalie, get our table ready. And that's what Greg was getting ready to say when I stopped him about five minutes ago. I know it. That's your saying. That's my saying. I stole it. What did I stole it? Keep it between the fences, and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Download our app on your smartphone or mobile device. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg.